damage. All right. All right, it's rolling whenever you're ready. All right, guys, welcome to Cleveland Moto, podcast number 352. So, uh, you guys, I would like to say we've had a lot of shit happen this week in particular, despite it being colduary, right? Uh, You know, so that's where we are. It's Again, in Ohio, we like to say... September, October, about, November. What, what was it? Uh, Sunday, one of the nights, it was yeah. 67. I was riding a motorcycle right. with a light mm-hmm. jacket on. Yeah. And then it was 31 the next morning. Yeah, yeah. And so yesterday, we did fluid film. And we're, we'll talk about that in a second. To my immediate left is... Oscar. And to his immediate left is... Sleepy. To his immediate left... Dan Kromke. There's an empty space because Chris went to go get the pizza. God bless him. Mm-hmm. And then to his left... <laughs> Steve Hoffert. So, yeah, we have had a wild week. I mean, the the amount of crap that has happened, despite the fact that it is getting goddamn cold out well, there. Well, something good happened because Steve is pushing part of the table up with this fucking with boner. With his boner. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we're going to talk in the, in the second half, we're going to talk about... Steve's amazing. Well, what happened for Steve this week is kind of a big deal. We'll get into ED that. Is, it, getting ED fixed is the greatest thing ever. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> it, this this is one of these uh, this is one of these things that we're in the second half of the show. We're going to talk about Steve's amazing uh, boner score or oh. yeah, amazing boner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you very much. It's <laughs> very fucking cool. Uh, really, uh, really, really fun stuff. So. As you guys might know, if you're paying attention, Oscar has been turning our 1990 Roadburners uh, Atari video game. Well, ride on. It's literally it's 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 a ride on arcade game. Mm -hmm. And he's taken it from being a substandard ride on arcade game, even when it was new (laughs) to being. Holy fucking shit. Wait a second. The pictures were this was this game. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it was this game. Oh, I yeah, it was it some rando. No, it's, it's that one. This game and what it's the progression that it has taken is almost impossible to imagine that it's a Cleveland Moto operation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because we have <laughs> never pulled anything together this quickly. Nope. Uh, it it takes us weeks to decide what we're going to take although, to Mid Ohio. Although slightly disappointing though is that yeah. the taillight doesn't work yet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There's. What has happened, and the funny thing is, so there's a video game called uh, Manx TT On the Edge 2, On the Edge 2, and those listeners who are very, like, fucking creeping on us, those listeners who creep on us will know that in 2019, the last year that they had the Isle of Man TT, Oscar and I were there, okay? So the last year in recent history that the TT existed, we were there, we were present for it. Oscar set this whole thing up to work on a PlayStation 4. Yep. And the the game we originally was like, we were focusing everything around the game Ride 4, right? right? Right. So we were doing all of our testing, all of our setting up with Ride 4. And, you know, it has challenges and it was kicking 100% of our ass. But the tracks you get to use, you don't get Isle of Man until you've like played 90,000 hours of the game. I actually, I double checked the yeah. video that started this whole fucking thing. <laughs> it is not the Isle of Man track. It's bullshit. Oh, it's Ireland, it's, Ireland it's, track? It's an Ireland track. It's, it's Ireland not track. the actual TT right. because yeah. trademarks and shit. Yeah. Because they have their own video exactly. video game, which is the one we have here. So, for for those very observant fucking listeners or people who were like, I was yelling at my radio, you bitches were wrong from the start. <laughs> if, if you know that, chime in and let us know. We're really hard to find. Clevenmoto at gmail.com, right? Oh, so, and, and by the way, the taillight... 
was Phil's call because I told him we can totally pull the the the, uh, the tail light and have the uh, the force feedback in your ass. And he was like, no, 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 we're cool with the not the not having the uh, vibrator in your right, ass. Right, right. He was cool with not having the tail light and having the the vibrator on the back of the bike. So. Oh, you got to have a vibrator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Priorities, man. I think the pizza card got called and they had a call filled to see if it was actually his card. He, he, yeah. The Christmas looks kind of shady, so I, I don't blame him. I don't know. So, nope. so I'm concerned that if Chris ever gets sick and I'm here, that he's going to blame me. Of course he is. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's Chris. Well, <laughs> so you haven't been here in a while. Where you been, man? I'm just, I was just so tired. I couldn't get off the couch. I'm uh, telling you, I'm, I'm sorry. Just I, work. Work's kicking my ass. I had, yeah. we, we, um, had to move 27, well, actually 52 tons of, uh, this, uh, EPA approved sand into this project I'm doing for, okay. this, for one of my customers. So that thing kicks your ass. I got a pneumatic truck. And How so many the, truck loads is 52 two, tons? Two. It's like 25 tons of truck. Jeez. So you're holding this hose and the thing's whipping around because it's, you know, it's pushing it, right. it's pushing tons of sand through this pneumatic hose. And then it blows out because it's got three chambers in the truck. So you run the wrong one chamber. As soon as it gets empty, it like whips your ass. Like, Jeez. And uh, luckily I had some really good guys that worked that helped me out. Like John helped me. And a couple other guys that work. <laughs> All the good guys and, and John. John. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. We got the hint. <laughs> but, but I had to get it done because they were going to find my client like 1000 a day. Oh, and for that's not nothing. It's usually 25000 a day. Jeez. Wow. For what? What was for that? They, he refused to do it for like... He was supposed to do it like six months ago. Oh, so this is nothing for to do with you. This is no. he was fucking up, and he, like, and he asked you to help him or something. He didn't want to spend the money because it's a ten thousand dollar job, and now I'm strung out ten thousand bucks because I'm hoping he pays me. Oh, so I'm like, I paid for it up front with my own money. Oh shit! Because, be, because I wanted to get it done and I want to do what's right. Right. But I mean, he always pays me, but I got him on like the the texting saying he's going to pay me and he knows how much it's going to cost it's 120 mm-hmm. bucks a ton for sand jeez wow. and then it costs like 900 bucks to ship it ship oh, 25 tons so you know it's 9000 something plus dollars jeez. to wow. do the job but i mean it was really bad it was the, it was my worst plant so jeez. is that going to help you clean the thing up and make it it'll stop it from flooding all the time hmm. Because okay. the thing is, the the sand has got a really high coefficient. Um, it's called the uniformity coefficient. Mm-hmm. So it's like think of like having a bunch of marbles in a in a container. If you pour water through it, all the marbles are like next to each other, so the water you drains fill down through right. it. Yep. But if you have a, a, a different, like a, a bad uniformity co- coefficient, it's like having golf balls and softballs and tennis balls and then when they move around and and whatever they all compact and so then you have like almost a solid mass instead of instead of uniform uh, pore space between all the particles so so that's why it costs so much money but it should make my job a lot i'm hoping it makes my job easier (laughs) Hey, Does welcome that... to welcome to Grumpy Surinai, the science guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I could use some bourbon. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Go get a glass. Yeah, get a glass, man. <laughs> I'm gonna make Chris Smith get me a glass. No, I, was, uh, no, I should make Michael Fresh get me a glass because I make him do everything else at work. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I got some news. Okay, oh. what's got? I finally got the BMW put back together. Oh, shit. Nice. You remember I had put like two cans of brake fluid through it, and it was still spongy. Oh, yeah. And then I remeasured the rotor and found out there was a one thousandth of an inch difference between the inner and outer edges of the rotor. Bought a new rotor for it, installed it, adjusted the caliper because it's a screwy BMW the, system. Yeah. But they're perfect now, man. They're just, they're like better than they've ever been. So, by quite so a bit. the problem was the rotor, not the actual. It was the rotor. Yeah. Like, wow. Well, I mean, this all started because I, um, I rebuilt the caliper and replaced the flexible hose. I had done the master cylinder two years ago, so that didn't need to be done. And I just couldn't get, you know, I put, of course, when I took it apart, I put new brake pads on it and the cylinder being. So everything but new was new, but the rotor. So the rotor and, and how put, many miles fine. do you think was on the old rotor? It's hard to say. It's not the original rotor because it's a floating rotor. Okay. It's an EBC floating rotor, oh. which is what I replaced it with, but they didn't come with floating rotors. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Again, with that funky system that had like the, uh, I just took the one apart on my R75. And yeah, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm, you got to just do. Tri- I just did trial and error on the adjustment because, like, it, you have to adjust the whether the rotors are, you know, how it's really weird, and you just keep adjusting it until you get the firmest pull on the brake lever. Is what I did. And, I hate to say it, but I really think I want to put an R60 dual leading shoe drum brake on it. I like drum brakes, so mm-hmm. I mean, I don't ever ride fast. Well, and it's all so. It's been what? It's been about three weeks since you've been here. Maybe three? Yeah, I missed two weeks. So how many motorcycles have you bought? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't bought anything. You know, I've been, like I said, I've been so busy that I've been doing nothing, but I work and I sleep. Wow. And mm. I don't even, I barely drink, yeah. which, I mean, I'm having, like, the DTs now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah. I've been slowing down a little bit on that that front, too. Yeah, I haven't had time to work on the house, and it's getting really bad now because it's, you know, winter, and the, that those people that bought that I bought the house from are like creeping around in my house, even though they don't they haven't owned it for a year. They're supposed to clean out their shipping container. Oh yeah, and they're creeping around in the freaking house. Like, what are they doing? They're digging around for like something they left money or something. Or something. Mm-hmm. They put locks on it. Well, I, had, I mean, I'm gonna tear down the house. I hate to spend like even a penny on that house. But no, I get it. But like, just to f- fuck them. Right. Why? Why? Isn't that weird? It's like you would move out. Like, say you moved out yeah. of your house a year later. You come back to your house, and if nobody's there, you go in your old house and well, creep around on people. That's what's going on with me right now. I'm supposed to get the keys to my new house uh, Saturday, and the realtor said, "Well, they're mostly moved out." I said, well, "What do you mean mostly moved out?" She goes, "They think they'll be on time." You're like, I'm mostly. I'm like, gonna- I have fucking all kinds of shit lined up. Like, I need to know these assholes are out of my house. Like, get the fuck out of my house. Well, like, do, don't you have something in there that they have to pay rent? Yes, and they don't want to. So, like, well, they, then get the fuck they, out of they, there. They already, they already paid rent for this month because we were supposed to get the house uh, uh, oh. November first. So now they've been there for 20 days and they've paid that rent. And now, like, we'd have to renegotiate another contract or something if they're not out. Yeah. But meanwhile, I have a pod dropped off at my house. We're loading it. I'm supposed to have all this shit. For moving the weather is getting in. conveniently worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So, like, if it snows again, I might not be able to ride any motorcycles out to my garage. I'll have to trailer all of them, which will suck ass. Well, if you need help, I'm glad to help you out. Thank so. you. Yeah, I'll definitely. I might, I might take you up on that. My wife's going out of town, so we get supposedly get the keys this weekend. <laughs> she's gone for two weeks because her dad's not doing well. She's going to Florida to visit her dad. So basically, I'm getting a new house by myself with like wow. all the shit to do. So and 
to, to your point of working, I work, I go home, and then I'm working on the old house. That's it, constantly, like painting something, fixing something, trying to make it nice so that it's, you know, oh, fuck. Well, maybe you'd use my ambulance, because then you could just roll your bikes. You could fit, like, three oh, bikes yeah. into my ambulance. Yeah. I forgot about the ambulance. You, could, you just I have, like, uh, eye bolts, so you just strap them down, and I use the seat belts from the seats. <laughs> like, you pull it forward, and I use the seat belt. Oh, to for hold catching the, the tire? Yeah. yeah. And then I put the, I, then I just strap it to the one side, and I put, like, a pillow, like a, Pull in there and I strap mm-hmm. it to the side. Yeah. So maybe you could use that to move some of your yeah, stuff. Yeah, if it, if it snows, I'm going to have to do something. So that, I might take you up on that, definitely. But you haven't so. put your 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 old house in the market yet, right? No. Like got, that was smart because if not, you would have been fucked both ways. Yeah, both ways. Having to move and then not in, in having a place to move to. In Cleveland Heights right now, a house is lasting eight days max on the market. I, so, I believe that. Yeah, so it's it's I'm not too stressed about it, you know, the fact. And we have, I think our if we'd have a second... If we'd have to pay two mortgage payments, that would start in February, February 1st. Mm. So, um, I don't know. I mean, we got some time, I guess, but it's just a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot The of problem stuff. is the weather. I mean, it's not even the, the anything it else. It's, it's just, getting... it's going to suck. Then the other thing, because I didn't think I was moving when I built it, my paint shed, I glued together. Oh. So I have a seven by seven plastic shed. Oh, yeah. That won't come apart. So I'm thinking about strapping it to my five by seven. You don't have to just worry about height. That's the only thing you have to well, worry about. Well, I'm going to lay it flat. I'm going to put the, because it's, it's got a pointy roof. Yeah. So I'm going to put that forward, almost like a trailer. And then it's only seven feet high, seven feet wide. It's seven by seven by like no, eight. See, if, if my, I didn't mothball my flatbed, that thing would have been perfect to move your, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. your paint booth. But I mothballed it today because I figured they're going to start laying down salt. Yep. And um, I'm not going to drive. I've decided I'm not driving the high ace or the or the town ace because that high ace, those things are going for like a ton of money. And if I ever wanted to buy another one, I'd never be able to get one for the price I'm right. for it. And you got other stuff to drive. So, you don't need to beat that thing up in the winter. Yeah. And I you mean, just I, got a new one outside. Uh, yeah, I'm afraid. <laughs> I, I need to take that out there tonight. Oh, shit. Before it's not, I mean, before it gets salty. Yeah, yeah. So, where are you gonna like? So, say you retire or something. Where are you gonna put all your stuff? All your cars and ve- how many cars do you have at the? How many vehicles do you have at the the ship plant? Five. <laughs> He's still thinking about it. So that's mis- that's not. No, does that include motorcycles? No, he does no, own some land. <laughs> True. So you got yeah. the ambulance, the the Subaru. What else? The town ace and the high ace, and I have a, a seventy three E three. I feel like Cam. It's an E3 with a three-liter big, um, <laughs> big six. It's got two Zenith two-barrel carburetors, and it's got a cam chain tensioner that's really bad. But then you have to follow that with a pun, which makes somebody else not cool for knowing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, no, it's a, actually, it's a really, I bought it from some guy, hit, hit somebody. The front end's kind of, I mean, it dries perfectly, but the front end is damaged. And it's hard to find parts, but it's got a built um, three liter. It's got a hot cam, two two barrel carbs, you know, uh, Borla exhaust. Is it lumpy? Is it like blah, 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 blah. It's, it's on the edge. It's on the edge of being lumpy, but it's like you could, in first and second gear, you could just rip apart the rear tires. It's lowered. Jeez. It's, the thing's, lo- I mean, it's lowered like two inches. It's a really, it's a, it's my favorite car in the whole world. It's got a steering wheel that's like the size of a backpack. <laughs> you know, even though it had power steering, and of it's got the not. best instrument panel because it, it's like that, it's like that TV. It's curved 
So you could see. What like year a, is it? It's a set 1973. I had a bunch of BMW. When I was young, I had a bunch of 2002s. Yeah, those are dope, man. Yeah, with the round taillights. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we, I used to love those things. Dude, and, there's a guy in Menor that has an orange one with the fenders flared out. Like, you know, he has the racing fenders on it and the wheels are extended and stuff. That's the coolest fucking car ever, man. Little roll cage in the thing and stuff. And yeah. then I bought a Bavaria. And then I, I fell in love with the, well, their E3s are Bavaria. I mean, they're four-door. Everybody wanted the, um, nobody cares about Bavarias, but they were actually the first super sedan. They had four-wheel disc brakes, and, you know, they, they were the fastest, pretty much the fastest four-door sedan out there, yeah. and uh, production sedan. And um, so nobody cared about them because the CS version of it was a two-door and that's what people like collected, mm-hmm. and they have, but they have a really ugly rear end with these like these uh, these really small like uh, rectangular taillights, and these have like square taillights with a you know the thin metal bumpers and oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's it's a nice car. I mean, it's where is it? I've been there a million times. Where do you keep it? It's in the garage. Oh, it's it? buried under all the sails I have there for all the boats that's <laughs> there. <laughs> what what year did you say it was? Seventy three. Oh, nice. So how many so, boats do you have at the shit plant? I have one right now. Oh, okay. But I have I have uh, two at the house. Yeah, yeah. one there and yeah. then two yeah. in the house. Jeez. Yeah, I know. So I what, need to get what happened to Smith? Crap. He should be back by now. I don't He's know. making the pizzas. He's, yeah, but it usually takes Phil like two minutes to go I get him. In know. a scooter. <laughs> right, on a scooter. <laughs> He's probably trying furiously trying to call Phil. So Dan, what happened? You got you got a new car, what, just a little while ago? Yeah, I got a uh, Subaru Ascent. And what, what, what is the picture that you brought with you? <laughs> well, it's kind of weird. I, I was gassing up on the way here, and a red squirrel runs out from under the car. And I'm like in this commercial area where this gas station is. I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I, <laughs> I pop the hood, and there's this giant nest of like grass, white insulation, and squirrel shit. Oh fuck! And it, luckily, it wasn't the intake. It was actually, the, but it was the intercooler. It's like completely covered the intercooler yeah. on the turbo. And I don't know how long it's been there. I drove that car to Chicago on Sunday. I might have taken the fucking squirrel <laughs> with me for all I know. <laughs> I, I would blame Chicago. Maybe that yeah, squirrel was yeah. from there, and then you 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 brought it back. I so brought it back. You got to see my neighborhood. The squirrel situation is insane <laughs> because the neighborhood is full of hickory trees, um, oak trees, and beech nut trees, and there are just fucking nuts everywhere. We got the fattest squirrels in Cleveland. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, those animals, I don't know how they get into it. When I bought this stupid Hyundai, um, the day after I bought it, you guys remember, I thought somebody, I thought I bought it from a lady that just pissed in it every day because when like, I turned the heater yeah. on, I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. And then, you know, my brain actually fired up, and I remembered to check the cabin air filter. Fucking just same as yours, man. Just a whole nest that was still wet from all the rat piss or whatever it was. Just Oh, yeah. so disgusting. A lot of Lysol went into that sucker. So, Sleepy, are you going to be able to put the picture of uh, Dan's? Uh... Yeah, yeah, we'll get it. You got to send right. me that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go up there. That was an insane <laughs> amount of fucking shit. That intercooler is not an intercooler. No, no not anymore. It wasn't cooling anything. No, no, no. All that is is but a. You do know. you think that could have been done in since I got back Monday? I, that's no, that had to be there before a while. I don't know, but I but, but I also fully I'm of the full opinion that a fucking mouse like the amount of damage a gang of mice or squirrels can do in a weekend makes us look like amateurs. Yep. Yeah, they they look. They're in constant panic mode. They're like, we got to build a nest. So you've seen the way squirrels are. 
Oh, yeah, there, yeah. there was a bunch of hickory nuts under there, too, that yeah. squirreled away in different nooks. I, I exactly. got to get under there in the daylight. I'm sure there's more. I didn't realize how many mice I had in my garage until we were just getting ready to shoot fluid film. And I'm oh, like, every time shit. I oh, move shit, something, right. there's a million little fucking mouse turds everywhere. So I'm going to get that. Uh, I'm going to get another one of those uh, tippy water parks, mm-hmm. the so anti-mouse water parks. I've yeah. been like, I have, make Diane give me a piece of like used ferret bedding. Yeah. I stick it under the old Triumph cover that yeah. started my garage. I wonder if I could make money like selling used ferret bedding to people that want to repel squirrels yeah. and mice. Because nobody wants to go anywhere oh, near shit. a fucking yeah. ferret. They're, they're vicious. Sell, I mean, they're predators. Yeah, absolutely. You sell, sell parrot, ferret piss, and then you just drip it around. As opposed <laughs> to parrot piss, yeah. which wouldn't I'll yeah, let you right. come over and milk him for <laughs> yeah. piss. Oh, shit. Ouch. He's going to yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. That is going to be un-fucking cool. Yeah. yeah, that was the first day I met my one brother brother-in-law i you know when i was dating my wife i go to the door and i knock on the door because i was supposed to meet i was supposed to meet my wife at her sister's house the door opens my brother-in-law is holding this dog and he's jacking it off (laughs) (laughs) seriously he's holding the dog like this and he's jacking this dog off and he's like you look like what do you want like he asked me what i want i'm like i'm here to meet kit and he's like oh come on in i'm like <laughs> you know, it's like he was—he yeah. was testing you out I'm to dating. see if you're going to be cool enough. No, but he was trying to mate his. He had a Westie, and he had a like they borrowed this or they had a dog oh, stud, whatever, fuck. for the Westie. But the Westie was not interested in having sex with their dog, so he was trying to get the dog so, going. So, so, he, so, so he was the fluffer then. Yeah, he was fluffing this God other Westie, but but the dog looked like the the. A horse from the uh, Little Rascals. It was like it was just like a swayback dog, and it was like, well, now, why would you stud out this dog? Well, now it's you like, know what he wasn't interested he because he was he dog. was jerking oh, him off, yeah. so he was interested in him, not in the other yeah. dog. Not the f- <laughs> and then he tried to then he tried to put like phone books down, so you're yeah. like leveled yeah. up the. So, like, so, so it was I, ridiculous. Oh my god! I'm I'm not even. We're gonna take a pizza break real quick, and we're gonna get back to the stories of uh, artificial insemination and uh, <laughs> animal husbandry in just a minute. And squirrels. Yeah, stand squirrels. By. All right. One hour later. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're back. All right. All right, Ladies. guys, we're back. So, uh, observant listeners and viewers will notice that John McElfresh is now here. He literally just, he was the opposite of raptured. He was sent from heaven to come and satisfy us. So, uh, yeah. So uh, why in the break, what, what happened is satisfying whenever you're ready (laughs) at any moment. So what happened during the break is, uh, we did want to talk about, we had a recent addition to the family and the recent addition to the family is Steve about six months ago, Is that about right? It seems like it. (laughs) About six months ago, Steve sent me an email and said, Phil, buy this. And on B Forward was this, uh, what year is it? I thought it was a 92, but it says 93. Yeah. So, So, yeah. So 90 something. something, That's a very good place to start. And But I don't think it's a 90 something. Well, yeah. And that's the, that's the whole. (laughs) It's amorphous right now. Right now it's a, right now it's a. Eh, I don't know, but the vehicle in question is a Kia Jeep, and why this is an interesting thing is because, uh, you know, we do a lot of weird Japanese vehicles around here, and this is the first one I did from Korea. This vehicle is actually imported from Korea, 
And if you, uh, the Korean military, after we left there and, you know, we got done having a war there, uh, Jeep, the company Jeep that makes the military vehicles. Oh, that was oh, a good damn. one, Chris. Holy shit. Jeez. Very vocal. And that was a, a natty, national bohemia, a natty bow. And a very strange colored can for a natty bow. Yeah. Hmm. That's, what, That's what they're doing. Right on. Okay. Kick ass. So the Korean military was allowed, well, Korean military, Kia, the national car company of Korea. I believe Kia might stand for Korean International Autos is what I think KIA is an acronym. And no, too soon. So just remember that after the, after the Japanese, after the war in Japan, we had let Mitsubishi have the licensing to build Jeeps using the Jeep name. And you can buy Mitsubishi Jeeps that look like they're from the fifties, even though they're brand new. Right. And they are fun little, you know, very, very utilitarian. I wouldn't necessarily recommend driving one on the free freeway, but those uh, Japanese Mitsubishi Jeeps are definitely an earlier, uh, an earlier version or an earlier iteration. vintage. Yeah, right. They're an earlier iteration and they really are very, very much a World War II Jeep. There's Somebody's using that one as a mailbox on their front of their driveway. On the front of their... <laughs> USA. Their yeah, USA. Six, yeah, that, that, there you go. The, uh, and it's got a license plate on it from somewhere else in goddamn entirely. So when we talk about, you know, these, these vehicles that are military, when we get done being somewhere... Um, we will usually leave the country that's there with rights. All of our shit. Just yeah. leave the shit behind. Well, we do leave our shit behind, but also... Right, but also keep in mind that many of these companies, in order to support their own military, we write contracts to say, okay, we're going to help you in some way when we leave to make the separation anxiety a lot less uh, painful financially for us. So we'll leave them tooling or whatever that we were using. So up on the screen right now, you can see that's a Mitsubishi Jeep. Now you can see it's a Willis, right? You look at it, it's very much a World War II era Jeep. And But if you look very closely above the seven bar grill, you can see the word Willis on there. But right in front of the word Willis is the Mitsubishi logo. So the Mitsubishi star logo or diamond, diamond diamante logo is on the front of that fucking Jeep. So that is a Mitsubishi manufactured Jeep, manufactured using the term Willis, using the term Jeep, manufactured in Japan. And it is fucking basic. It is the same basic Jeep that our guys would have used over there. It does not have air conditioning. It does not have, you know, oh, goddamn anything. I mean, it doesn't have power electric brakes. Windows. It doesn't have power steering. It does not have electric. It got nothing. It is exactly the same Jeep that our soldiers would have been driving around Japan in or South Pacific or what have you. That's where things get a little different when you bring in the extra years between World War II and Korea, you know, the Korean War. And that's where you get into that fucking, you know, the Kia Roxta, right? And when we pull up the picture of the Kia Roxta and we look at that as a military vehicle, it's pretty fucking obvious that this is a later generation of Jeep. Now, I am not, I'm terrible with the nomenclature of like a CJ5 versus a CJ7, these civilian Jeeps, that's what the C stands for. And on this one, you can tell that this has had aftermarket wheels put on it and all kinds of shit like that. So that was, uh, that's, that's a legit military vehicle that Korea used. And I think what this vehicle is that I you've think, got, I, I think it's the Kia Rasta. Rasta. The, uh, Rasta. 
And it's, it's just always smoking. Yeah. yeah. It just never stops smoking. And so I think that the vehicle you have, because the vehicle that you have has dr- nighttime driving lights. It has infrared lamps. It has infrared marker lamps on it that are all built on the same tooling that our American military night vision lamps or marker lamps or IR, what they call it. Um, all of our IR lighting was on. I will be interested in your vehicle to see if somewhere in there is a switch that is a blackout only switch. Because in all of our American military vehicles, there's a toggle system for changing the lighting. And you squeeze two of these toggles at the same time. And that puts the whole vehicle in blackout mode. And you have to literally unlock that switch to make the lights come back on again. So knucklehead private idiot doesn't accidentally turn the lights on and identify the position of the entire battalion. And I'm going to be interested to see if your vehicle has a blackout switch on it somewhere that will really fill out the whole story. Uh, Fucking cool. Now, uh, describe the metal. Well, it's the thickest metal I've ever seen on any vehicle. I mean, it it actually reminds me of my 53 Chevy. Uh, Yeah. Like my 53 Chevy, which is before, um, you know, like nobody wants, I mean, I was at a short story when I was at a concert and this 57 Chevy comes up, you know, drives by me and I was in my 53 Chevy and he's like, 50, 53, wish you were 57. But if you touch the metal on a 57 versus a 53, it was like twice as thick Yeah. on a 53 Chevy. That thing was built like a tank. It had like a single uh, channel braking system, and but it was, it was built like a tank. That thing is built... Yeah. Like that. And I, for a very short period of time, I had a vehicle, a checker cab. So I had a checker marathon and the checker marathon, the reason it did service as a taxi cab in America for so long, even though the vehicle looked like a 1955, they were still building it in the eighties. And the metal on my checker marathon was the same way. It was impossibly thick, easily twice as thick as regular car steel. And you're looking at your Jeep. When I went out, when it first showed up, the guy drove it off the trailer. I went out and there's this big rust spot on the top of the front right fender. And you'd be like, oh shit, you know, that's just rotted right through. It has the look of rust that has rotted right through. And what I realized, there's no way that rust is rotting right through. That is, despite its horrible appearance, that's surface rust. You could sand that off and just fuck it. There's no compromising the metal integrity underneath that. There, there are no bends in that uh, in the metalwork too, no. so you know it had to be thick just to maintain its shape. <laughs> and like now nowadays, all the cars have like all these bends and all these yeah. curves, but that's to maintain rigidity yeah. of the body panels. Yeah. This thing is all flat; everything is flat. And underneath the lips of the front fenders, it has that same rigidity. Uh, the the curved metal, the channels and stuff, stamped into it to give it rigidity. So it's like, in addition to being made of the thickest metal known to goddamn man on a vehicle, it also has rigidity backing it up that is completely unnecessary. It didn't need to be corrugated. It did not need... <laughs> is, it, uh, is it bullet resistant? No. Is that thick? No. Yes, it is. What Steve's going to sit inside, and he's going to let us shoot at it. I'm going to say <laughs> the words water resistant and bullet resistant are very dangerous words. I just oh. gave away the last of my armored piercing rounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And if it's true to a Jeep, the heater will suck dick. 
<laughs> and that's it, right. And we, we did talk about that in a previous podcast about if you're a tanker, heaters are a problem. The, uh, but I think that this, so we saw this has an air conditioner in it. So it's hmm. got an AC unit. It's got power steering. It's got power steering. Uh, only likes to use air conditioning in the wintertime for the defogger property. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very, very interesting vehicle. And I can't wait to, to kind of watch you dig into it more because one, this is an implement. This is clearly not meant for civilian consumption. This is not like the steering wheel. Somebody put a little tiny steering wheel in there that, yeah, you're going to have to have good power steering because the tires on that thing are a foot and a half wide a piece. And they're set really far away from the center line of the vehicle. Uh, holy shit. It's, it's going to be a rough and tumble vehicle right there. But so that's uh, what, how, what size is that motor? It's a two liter. It's a two liter diesel, right? And that's what caught my eye because I usually just search for manual diesel. Right. And then I look at all the vehicles made with a manual and a diesel. Right. Yeah. So that happened to be in the category. But I, mean, I was looking for another town ace. <laughs> with a with a diesel with a manual diesel with a manual and a diesel but with four wheel drive that's what I was looking so for. a manual town ace diesel four wheel drive would be the second slowest vehicle in the world uh, pretty yeah. much because that would because that'd be like a one point three liter d- diesel or something it'd be super tiny yeah well but they, that would be perfect for Steve it's, <laughs> but we were looking, the other day we saw a cement mixer a, a high cement mixer oh what? really it was like a two Cubic yard cement mixer. And you know that the suspension under that was just railroad tracks. Oh, we, yeah. I wanted to buy that really badly, <laughs> but I, this, I, you know, I already had ordered this. And so that but, takes uh, us to the next topic, and that is getting it fucking here. So, first of all, we ordered it a long time ago. And I we had a hard buy on this Jeep. When I saw the Jeep, yeah, because I've looked at them before, I've been kind of interested in them, and I've seen what they, they're normally going for like $10,000. Absolutely. Month, yeah. And this one was uh, under that. So. Right. Yeah. But uh, I'm like, yeah, that's that looks like a good, good deal on what that It's going to be really hard to get hurt on this Jeep. Financially speaking, this has a lot of things that any enthusiast would fucking love. Steve's made way bigger mistakes. Yes, I <laughs> totally agree. I completely agree. <laughs> One of them sitting right here. So, yeah. so here's a little, a little whatever. After months and months and months of me tracking this fucking thing down and, and arranging to get the shipping done... They eventually finally told me last month, they were like, your vehicle will arrive on November 1st. Now, keep in mind, these things ship on boats called Roros, roll on, roll off. It's not a container ship. It's a big, ugly, it's a big, huge white boat that has literally thousands of cars inside. Now, they move cars, they move uh, combines, they move anything that fits. If you want to watch a fun documentary, watch like... Uh, loading a row row. Loading a row row, exactly. It's a really fun YouTube, and you see the way that these floors move up and down. So they can put all the tall vehicles on a certain floor and then all the short vehicles on another floor. And the entire floor of the boat moves up and down. And these are like 11 story buildings on the inside. Okay. And they can adjust all that. The guys who work on these boats, they might in one moment be driving in a six wheel drive John Deere tractor. And then the next minute be driving in a Lamborghini. You know what's neat is that the there's that one boat that sank the the car carrier boat yeah. coming from Japan the one that died with all that went down with all the Volvos on it yeah yeah and like you'd think that like you know a, a shipwreck would make these cars get dislodged mm-hmm. but no the ship is like yeah. like this yeah and, and the, the cars floor are is all, like this yeah. and the cars are just yeah. sitting there. cars like, are all just sitting yeah, there. It's yeah they strap crazy. them all in yeah. yeah they all get tied in and so I understand like why why boats can't just have big balloons like <laughs> we're going down okay turn it into a semi rib airbags. Yeah. 
pop out yeah. and keep it from sinking. It just so became how big would they inflatable. have to be, though? Well, big, but yeah. I mean, right. big enough that I think it would be worth saving a million, millions of multi-million dollar ship, right? A hundred million dollar ship for this for the price of big enough to hold all the airbags and the price for what would be the equivalent of a Goodyear blimp on each side. Right. I'm yeah. Just saying, I, don't I, know. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not challenging it. Right. Uh, but I'm just. I'm not the airbag president. I'm just the airbag <laughs> spokesperson. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> so we finally got the news. Your your vehicle's going to be here on the first. And if I have a sense of urgency in my voice, it's because on these things, when they tell you the vehicle's going to be there on the first, you used to have ten days to go pick your shit up, and the ten days counts weekends, holidays, bar mitzvahs, doesn't matter. You have to be there. It's literally, if they tell you about it on Friday, you have 10 days to go get that thing. And then every day after that can be $75 of storage, okay? Which adds up real fucking fast. And then they don't tell you about the evil thing. And the evil thing is if your vehicle comes in and it goes to the dock that unloads it from the row row and customs comes by and says, we want to look at that. And customs drags it away. Or if the dock is too full and says, we need room for more containers to come in, I'm going to report those 26 cars to customs and now custom comes and they leave the dock. So now it's not on their dock anymore. So they have room to bring in more expensive freight, right? Hey, customs, how full are you over there? You can yeah. take a hundred cars. <laughs> and I have had vehicles get snagged for customs that are such bullshit things as like excessive dirt. Right. And then when it goes to customs, customs is going to have it for seven days, eight days, 14 days, 21 days. Your, daily storage fees that started you know at the 10 day point are are going even though the vehicle is not there even though the vehicle is at customs even though you couldn't come and get it if you fucking wanted you're still paying that storage which is bullshit then you know what we have to figure out how to incorporate that into all of our lives of course like you know what i mean like that would be awesome to just be charged like your friend like hey you owe me seven bucks right it's been three weeks, so now it's right. seven hundred. Oh, oh well, now I'm getting scared. Okay, so <laughs> and you should be the uh, so. This has been happening over and over and over again, and so on November first, I know this boat is scheduled to come in, and there's a thing you can go on online and you can track ocean ships, you can track cargo ships online. If you have the name of the ship, you can look at it and see where it is. So it said that the ship was supposed to be in on the 1st of November. So I go on and check and I can see that the ship is really fucking close to the, you know, to Baltimore. It's, it's right there. I call, get a release, call, get it. No, no. And they are fucking pissed off at the world. You call there and they're like, what do you want? They're like super shitty with you. Oh man, just trying to get my shit. Don't want to pay late fees. On the 11th, I called there after calling 10 days in a row. I called on the 11th and they're like, of course your vehicle's released. Well, fuck you, you know. It wasn't yesterday. It wasn't yesterday, not according to you. Oh, of course it's released. I was like, then give me the fucking release paperwork so we can get over there and get this fucking thing. So that was on the 11th. And so they eventually get me the release paperwork and I go through, make sure with, you know, customs broker, everything's good and the vehicle's okay for release. Call a guy that I used to, has have used in the past, will probably not be able to use in the future. And I call the guy and he's, all right, Phil, I'll go get it for you. And he knows the rules. He's his trucking company's headquartered in Maryland. They know how the Dundalk terminal works. They know you got to have a Twix card. They know you got to have all the stuff. These guys are pros. He got there and he called me and he goes, I got a problem. I said, what's your problem? He goes, not even getting onto the port, still outside of the port before you have to go through the security checkpoint. He says, there are 
thousands of trucks lined up. Trucks in front of me that I went and talked to, and they have said that they have been there for three, four, five days. Holy. Not even on the port. Not even got through security yet. Holy shit. Okay, so now you can see this is a problem, right? He's And so there's trucks. There's guys in trucks that need to get onto that port. So he starts talking to security and everything else. And they're like, yeah, dude, park your truck, park it in line, park it where it is. Don't leave. You'll give up your space in line. And then take an Uber and go to the Flophouse Motel down the street. You know, do whatever you can do or sleep in your truck, which a lot of guys do. Wait, but they're not 24-7? Not even close. Dang. Bankers hours. So that's the bitch. So these ports are not running 24-7. So they have increased shifts. They have increased shifts. They are working more than they normally work, but they still are not 24-7. Nine to five. Seven, seven to five. <laughs> yeah, seven to 451, I guess. But anyway, that's the, that's the story he told, and I believe it. So he says he finally gets into the port. So he gets into the port. There's all these what they call sheds. They're basically docks within this giant marine terminal. And you go up to the dock that it tells you to go to, the the dock, the shed. And then there's a massive parking lot there with tons and tons and tons of freight there. He goes to the shed that our company, that the company had requested it shipped to. The woman that I talked to on the phone from uh, Hogue Auto Liners was even like, she goes, look, when he gets there, he's going to have problems. I've never heard that before. This is my number. This is my personal number. This is the number to my desk. You have been approved. Your freight has been released. I have everything here that anybody will ever need to know. When he gets there and they give him shit, which they will, he is to immediately call me and put me on with them because they are our customer. They are our vendor. And if they want the business of Hogue Auto Liners, which is billions of dollars, they will suck our dick. And... He's like, she said, I'm not saying he might have a problem. I'm telling you, this is the only way to get the job done. He gets on the property, the space, and I've been there many times, the space that is normally occupied by little Japanese cars is all containers stacked six and seven and eight high. There's no room for little Japanese cars anymore. It's too many containers, trucks lined up out the gate, the inability, the, the shortage of square footage to move trucks and containers around, everybody's running around with their fucking chicken with their head cut off because the system has failed. It has broken down. He gets in there. He waits two days inside the port. Running around to people like, I don't care. Just tell me in a vague idea, because Dundalk Marine Terminal is probably three square miles, right? He's like, just tell me in a vague idea where I can find this little silver jeep. Well, didn't he call the gal? What's that? Oh, didn't he it? called the gal. Absolutely. Yeah, we're working on it. All right. So he said... I'm getting ahead of myself. So he said, fuck <laughs> it, because there's 200 trucks in front of him, right? And he's waited two days. So he goes out on foot and finds the Jeep. Wow. He finds it. He finds it. He takes his paperwork. Now, here's the thing I probably shouldn't tell people is they leave the keys in these vehicles because they're roll on, roll off. So he finds the thing, grabs it, drives it from across the dock where they've stuffed it and hidden it, right? Drives it all the way over, has to take his jump pack and everything else, drives it over, gives all of his documentation to somebody at the, the desk of the dock that's got truckers lined up around it, hands it to him and says, 
you know, you talked to Jen. Jen has told you, I have the blessing. Everything's cleared and to be released. Please walk your ass over here in the next 60 seconds. Stop whatever you're doing. Walk over here. Scrawl your fucking name on this release so I can put this on my truck and get the fuck out of here. The guy reads in the riot act. You can't do that. You can't move that. That's not your property. It's not been released to you yet. Union. Exactly. And the guy's like, look, man, I can literally out of your hair in 45 seconds. So they did. And that guy's a fucking hero. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, that guy's a fucking hero because he didn't want to sit on the dock for another two days or three days or four days while a hundred trucks in front of him cleared. So he got it. He brought it out here and he took it off the truck and ta-da, you got your fucking Kia, dude. Now, does he yeah. charge a, uh, I'm sitting in the fucking dock for two days fee? He does. Okay. I just want to make sure. What yeah. are you going to do? I mean, it's what like, are you going to do? This is the right. way it is. I, that, mean, I get it. That's what Patreon money's for. Well, he's not. You know what? <laughs> I can tell you if I would have done it, because you know, I used to go get all these vehicles myself and I can't even imagine what I would have done if I would have showed up with my fucking F-150 or my Tundra and my U-Haul trailer behind it, whatever. And I just showed up and they would have been like, yeah, you can't go through the gate to get onto the fucking terminal because there's a thousand trucks in front of you. What am I going to do? But at the end of the day, his next job is to go get another vehicle out of there. So you might as well start figuring it out. Exactly. Figure it out on this one because you're going to be doing it. Yep. And And that is really the heartbreak of what's going on right now in this country with logistics. And, you know, it's a fucking bottleneck, man. It is exactly the definition of bottleneck. So the fact that son of a bitch is here at all is great. Um, the extra fees and stuff, we'll, we'll figure that shit out later. That's no problem, but it is, well, yeah. (laughs) No, but I understand that. I mean, what what are you going to do? Well, he took, he really, he could have fucked us hard because look, he didn't lie. All of his stuff lines up. His phone calls to me line up everything. He's not lying to me, but he really did. He, he cut us a bro deal because I've been way worse. Oh fuck. Yeah. Cause I've shipped like 25 vehicles with this guy. So that I can understand. I yeah. just hope the did the government fuck us too. I don't even know where the government comes in on this one. I'm still going back to the whole thing. Um, we have customers here that are over the road truck drivers, <laughs> right? We have we have Kevin Rosman, our buddy yeah. who's yeah. done the podcast before. He drives a straight truck, a straight truck for a container company. One eight hundred dumpster dot com, right? Uh, dumpster dot com, and he's been working there for years. And even that straight truck, CDL, obviously, he had to participate in that clearinghouse program, in that driver's clearinghouse program. The company that he works for has 16 or 17 drivers. And as a result of this clearinghouse program that started back in April, this local company with 17 drivers lost seven of their drivers because of something they had on their driving record from perhaps five or six or seven or 10 years ago. See, I'm seeing a loophole here because yeah. I don't think government workers have to do that. You guys have to go if through the clearinghouse? No, here's what I'll tell you is if it's T, if it's trans, if it's a, if you're a transportation worker, DOT transportation worker. So if you're a, if you're a bellman at Amtrak, right? If you drive a forklift at a dock, and they consider it to be transportation workers. That's what the clearinghouse, and I hate the term clearinghouse, but that's what it is. And you have to participate in that. So if you are being paid by somebody who has a NHTSA number or a, an NDOT number on the side of the truck, then you are going to have to submit to the clearinghouse. So the city should hire like 50 truck drivers. 
and then be like yeah. these scabs that go in there yeah. and like stack containers. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm, it has screwed, it has screwed our country massively because when somebody who's literally trying to just pick a dumpster up off of your property, if you have a Cleveland property with a big fucking dumpster on it that they delivered to you, when they lose half of their driving force, because of a system that is essentially they sold through to the taxpayers being an anti-opioids bill, right? When, when that system ends up being the reason why you can't get your dumpster picked up and you got to pay for an extra five days of storage on your dumpster, because as Kevin said, he normally drives eight hours a day. He's been driving 14 to 15 hours a day. Right, going and getting, you know, he's working OT on every hide single your day. Book, buddy. Well, not every only second log look book. and hide your <laughs> and hide your third log book, but more importantly, remember that driver. Now, not only are there drivers that aren't driving, is now the drivers who are driving are picking up ten hours of fucking overtime, you know, or fifty hours of overtime. That's more how expensive much for everybody. Is that? It's exactly not, no. It's I'm not. saying it's way. It's much more unsafe. They're trying to pass a law to give the permission for 18-year-olds to get the CDLs. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. Out in California, yeah. half of the logjam is they you had to be 21, right. and you couldn't drive trucks older than 2011. Exactly, and that's and that's been around for a while. Yeah, but so their solution for their solution for no goddamn truck drivers is now we're going to give permission for 18-year-olds to drive trucks. Mm. that's not because they haven't got a DUI yet yeah because that right (laughs) (laughs) yet we can only hire virgins for this position Mm. yeah that's it so you have to be monastic or whatever right Kevin maybe I can get some uh, moonlight hours fuck yeah dude CDLs are magic yeah so that's cool Uh, now on to the next story we have gifts our podcast listeners have bestowed upon us gifts yep our podcast listeners so what I forgot is, you know, we talk about our, we talk about our patrons a lot, right? So Patreon, uh, patreon.com, Cleveland Moto, uh, people that donate a, a couple of bucks here, a couple of bucks are there to help us uh, keep doing what we're doing or pay for that pizza we just ate or whatever. Thank um, you. But there are people <laughs> that exist on the planet that are not so happy with that. They're, they're not computer savvy. So some of those people actually just show up at the shop and drop us gifts. Oh, yeah. So this gift is from Ralph Technow. Uh, Ralph Technow and his son, Phil, are Cleveland area scooter riders, and they they participate in all kinds of stuff. They came out to mid-Ohio. Yeah. And here is a bottle of Cleveland uh, whiskey. Cleveland, I don't even know if we're going to... That's called Cleveland Whiskey. That's the name of the title. But it's the limited production Christmas spice-flavored bourbon whiskey. I'm going to pass this around. Oof. Still can't believe we're not sponsored by this company. Well, I know we can work on that. Yeah. Hey, if you like listening to the Cleveland Moto podcast, go to <laughs> Cleveland Whiskey. You know I'm what? sure you can find them and give them a call and say... I think we should start an email campaign. You I think start that an email all of campaign. our listeners should email Cleveland Whiskey and say, there's an amazing podcast that is perfect for your... Well, it's not just perfect. I mean, we've, we've drank their whiskey. More well, than half, once. Half their whiskey name is in our name. Exactly. Ain't that the fucking truth? Yeah. Yeah. It's As much as you'd expect, it's called clevelandwhiskey.com. Uh, so there's that. But so, yeah, Cleveland Whiskey should be a sponsor of ours. It does. I mean, it makes sense. It is like the perfect marriage of debauchery and booze. It really is. I mean, and that is that is a pretty good description of what the fuck we are all about. Christmas ale will make you want to punch your mother. That's my... <laughs> what will this do? Okay, John. So this wow. is my thing. Fuck when, your mother. When this, gift, no. when this gift arrived today, I was kind of like, if this is to whiskey what, <laughs> what Great Lakes Brewing Company's Christmas ale is, 
Christmas jail. <laughs> Christmas jail. <laughs> Can I, I, I got to give you guys a story about Christmas sale. So the day I proposed to my wife, she said yes. And then we went to Prosperity Social Club to have a cocktail and see some of her friends. Yeah. And so that's right when uh, Christmas sale came out. And so she had drank two or three Christmas sales. And instead of celebrating our engagement, she was punching me in the head. And I had to like put her to bed like a kid. And, like she was like losing her. She didn't did you have go, to choke her out. I almost did, dude. She was donkey not, punch. You gotta sign a waiver. <laughs> yeah, I think that means something it different. Was terrible. But, <laughs> it was terrible. In addition, <laughs> now now the whiskey's one thing, but the whiskey's not all. I have in front of you, I hold in my hand, a solid gold envelope. Oh. And the solid gold envelope, you know it's quality. It's yeah. Vanna. And, yeah. Vanna, show us what's in there. <laughs> Behind boob number one, a very small amount of cocaine. It's got to be the punchline. I it does what he said. No, that's hey, the punchline. Pay attention. I, I missed it. A very small amount of cocaine. Oh, okay. okay. Jesus Christ! I didn't hear that part because he was too busy talking. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Fucking Inside, sound guy. we have a, congra- a congratulations envelope or con- congratulations card. Okay, I'm gonna hold it this way, and it says the inscription inside says. When you've worked this hard, you deserve to celebrate and be celebrated to see just how far you've come and how far you're going to go. So take a moment or two to recognize what an amazing person you are and know that more good things are yet to come. That's the part written by Hallmark. Oh, okay. Here's the part written by Ralph. Phil and the Moda Stories crew. Thanks, Unky Phil and everyone involved in producing entertaining and informative videos. Keep them coming. So one year anniversary. And he gave us a fucking a sheet a very small <laughs> amount of oh, cocaine <laughs> so Let's we got Elvis. A, so we got a very small amount of cocaine and so that's Ralph, all right man. so yeah. that's the that is the uh, that is the alternative to doing a patreon Damn. so that is it that's the way to do it proving that the cleveland moto podcast club. does accept cash uh, thank you, Ralph. Thank you, Ralph. Thanks, thank Ralph. you, Phil. Um, Ralph's son is named Phil. But that was cool. He delivered that today and super fucking nice of him. Thanks, right on, guys. dude. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I think Ralph has always been wondering. I mean, one of us is on fire. Oh, whoa. Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. All right. There we go. Whatever that was, we isolated it. So I didn't hear anything. I think Ralph has been. It was just in my, in my headphones. I heard it. So anyway. I heard it. Ralph has been like, do you remember when I did that thing? And I was like, you know, the trick is you want to become a cool dude. You want to get like the cool dude points. I think Ralph has been trying to like, how do I get the fucking cool dude status? Like when do these cool dude benefits stick kiss, uh, kick in? So there we go. Did he have the number? Did he get the number for the bad phone? Um, I Ooh. don't know if he got the number for the bad phone, uh, but we should send it to him. Yeah. Because yeah. All right. Yeah. Very good. No. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I am getting that. That oh, noise no. somewhere. You're not hearing that? I didn't hear that. No. Okay. I think it's your, uh, I think something's going on with your, uh, in here. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, that's it. Steve, Steve, whatever that was, no, you just no. fucking nuked my ears. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, no, I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to make sure it's not in my headphones. Yeah. Well, it's not in my actual headphones. Good job fixing that. At least Steve, it's you can the output, not the input. And burp into the mic. So Smith. Uh, I got to ask you a question. Yeah. So I've been, you know, I've been cutting back on All the right, sauce a little good. bit, but do alcoholics run in your family? No, but they stumble around and break shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's getting good when you have planned assaults on That's fucking awesome. Uh, somebody pass that bottle this way, please. 
Yep, I want to try that. Try that out. Fire that up. The uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna go wait for the Christmas cast. Right. Next year we're gonna go on tour. Right, she's in cinch. We start with a little soft shoe. Yeah, yeah. A of songs. I can't wait for the ventriloquist act. <laughs> no, go sideways. Sleepy's gonna sit on Chris's lap. <laughs> that's right. Run him like a puppet. <laughs> yeah, that's we're fucking good. We'll be sitting on Sleepy's face. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, uh, okay, we'll we'll start by analyzing the cork. Uh, the cork on this appears to be made out of uh, cork. Yeah, this appears to be made of uh, what I'd like to call Brazilian hardwood. Uh, or on, on, on an opium. <laughs> on an opium. An opi- no, hold on. on Let's do the test. You guys ready? Oh. Oh, Dan. It's got a little little right. squeak. Little squeak. Not a lot of squeak. You know. <clears throat> oh, it's got a note. It's got a nose over there. I think that might have been my cable. I don't know. All right, I'm not anyway, we're back. Yeah, oh, good. I'm glad you're not hearing it. Yeah, yeah. Because right. Oscar is. Yeah. So well, you it's, it's on the. Yeah, it's yeah. on the. It's right. on the. Yeah, it's on that. All Makes right. Sense. So here we go. We're gonna go ahead and sleepy. You'll have to insert sound effects. Pour a generous yeah, yeah. portion. It yeah. just. It did. I'll, I'll add the noise that the rest of us aren't hearing. It sounded like. <laughs> it sounded like the scene of somebody like the 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 foley for somebody's balls getting electrocuted. A sixty hertz hum. Sixty hertz hum. Yeah, it was a sixty cycle hum. All right. So, all right. So Ooh, there we go. Good. Jeez. So, I just want just a nip. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to break Dan Kromke's rule, and I'm not going to let it age for five minutes. Damn, Kromke smells really good. It does, and I do taste the spices. So, 86 proof. Yep, 86 proof, and it does have a good. Ooh, there's definitely a spicy. You know, you know what yeah. this reminds me of? When you're yeah. in Home Depot and they have the Christmas stuff out, yeah. and you walk past yeah. it, it just smells like this. All those pine cones that yeah. are just yeah. sprayed with. I don't give a shit what you do with it. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Take a drag. Just nuts, take, a, take a drag, you savage. <laughs> yeah. So, yay. Oh, that's not bad. So, motorcycle news. Uh, again, I cannot believe I'm about to report this following information. Oh, boy. Here we go. But all of you... Uh, that's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah. If, if, you en- if you guys like... Moto... If I have you, no cringe on that. No, it's, there's, no, that's completely drinkable. The... Uh, that... And that is that is almost as spicy as the Stroh's overproof rum. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is almost as spicy. But it doesn't make your teeth fall out. No. Or whatever else happens with that stuff. No, the Stroh's the Stroh's overproof rum just makes you blind. Right. That's it. It just skips all the other bullshit and goes straight to blindness. No, like when I had my tooth removed, that's when I yeah. first had that, and yeah. it healed it in a day. Oh yeah. It just like it just cauterized it and fucking yeah. healed it. Just, if you have any open mouth wounds. Well, Stro, it's yeah. gonna hurt at first. Take you'll care be, of you. yeah, you'll be it's back on the line. Have my teeth cleaned today. Yeah, yeah why well, go with Ooh. ethanol when you can go with methanol? That's correct. <laughs> the M is for magical. The uh, so, if you're into mopeds, does that make you a pedophile? Uh, <laughs> no, that's if you're into mopeds and file cabinets. Okay, so if you're, <laughs> but if you're into groms, does that make you a? Gramophile, I think it does. Yeah. Uh, Make sure gramophone. But the he's here all week, folks. I am. <laughs> so try the meal. Opening for Smith and uh, Cinch. Yes, I'm, I'm a very, very, very special guest. So Honda has announced that they will be bringing to America a motorbike called the Navi N A V I. Now I thought that was just uh, a character from the uh, the Blue People movie. Right. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Isn't that what they were called? Yep. The, the Navi or Navi. Or Navi, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, wasn't that, what was the name of that Kevin uh, Cameron disaster? Uh, Avatar. Avatar. Avatar, right? Right. So anyway, but it's not. It's this thing that looks kind of like a Grom. It does. 
does. And it does kind of look like a Grom. Like a smaller. Wait, yeah, smaller. They could have brought the ST90 here, but they're bringing that pile of shit. Well, you know what's funny? <clears throat> this is like the horse following the cart or whatever. Because that is exactly what all the Chinese companies were doing when they couldn't build the when Grom. When they couldn't build the Grom. Oh. And they were putting the scooter back ends on a Grom front end and selling them like boom van. So that, that's probably why that. they're doing it. Well, tell us more about this, Phil. You are about to become so much angrier. You know that? You guys are like, fuck this thing. I hate it. It sucks. It's great. <laughs> nope you're about to get way angrier oh no you're about to get so much angrier. so it's a 50 cc okay. oh it is all yeah. right well okay so let's start with the fact that why do the wheels look so small well the wheels look fucking small because the wheels are fucking small the wheels are 10 inches oh no as opposed to a grom which would normally have 12, 12 inch 12, wheels yeah. right and this in this particular case these are two very important inches Yep, uh, and that's two Story more important. Of my life. That is yeah. <laughs> those those inches are more important. So than, not only does it have small feet, yeah. it's also small little, hands. It also has it's a little small in the pants too. Yeah. It, it is a little a little short in the trousers. Well, a Grom is, yeah. is a what are they one twenty five one twenty five one twenty five speeds now. It's like almost like eleven horsepower or something or nine ten horsepower. Yep, right? exactly. No, yeah, yeah. So to go to go into a little bit more. The name of the bike is actually an acronym. Mm-hmm. NAVI. National something. Or... New. New. Yeah. New additional value for India. Yeah. Oh. New additional value for India. New additional value for India. So this thing is built in India. Um, it has a very, very impressive drum front brake and a very, <laughs> oh, very no. impressive drum rear brake. Loves drums. I'm going to tell you right no, like now. There is nothing impressive about the brakes on this bike. Tall. This is an automatic transmission, 110 cc, give or take. Scooter motor. Short How much brakes do you need when your bike only goes 45 miles an hour? And that's also mm-hmm. true, right? So well, 45. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This does. Uh, this does. So this reminds me of. Those things that we used to get showing up at the shop back in the day that came out of a box that somebody ordered on Amazon and said, I can't put this thing together. The steering head bearings were all gone and stuff. And it it was this 110cc rotary shift. Who flung pooty doody like? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like the worst thing ever. Not untrue. Well, the metro- that's what that reminds right. me. Metropolitans have those crappy drum brakes that are like this big. Yep, and that's and this, and so here's the interesting thing, and I, I think this kind of is an actual interesting thing. Is this the first Honda made in China? No, this is actually made in India. Giant fucking asterisks. Okay, because it is called what? Navi. 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 It has India in the fucking name. So deep dive, deep dive. They could have named it Nan. That would have made fucking sense. But so the trick is that we talked in a previous podcast about the phrase CKD or complete knockdown. And complete knockdown is the way that you can get a Chinese made product into a country like India where they have a tariff, a motherfucker of a tariff for anything coming in from China. So India in particular and Germany and other European countries too have these really monster fucking tariffs against anything coming in from China, which is not a bad idea, okay? Because if you want your country to make things and be able to sell them to your own people. And in India, that's a problem. So in India, they have all kinds of people that want two-wheeled small motorcycles, right? 
They want cheap two-wheeled small motorcycles. Yep. And they want to keep their country working, building cheap, small, two-wheeled motorcycles. Did you guys pass that uh, bottle of punch your mother down this way? Absolutely. (laughs) Yep. So the way to get around the rules, the way to get around the rules is to buy bikes CKD. And CKD means China builds the fucking, all the pieces for the bike and sends it to you like a Ravel model kit. And they send it to you like a Ravel model kit in so much as the people in India have to build it. They have to put it together. Now, here's the question. How do we say the word? Is it made in India? Or assembled? Is it assembled in India? Is it built in India? Mm. Right? Uh, Hard to say. But I'm going to pull up on the screen the bike that this used to be. You say spiced rum and coke. I say spiced Whiskey Spiced and whiskey, bourbon, and coke, uh, rum, and coke. I think right. we're gonna have Johnny McSlashy tonight. <laughs> Johnny McSlashy pants. <laughs> so in India, okay. So in India, for quite a while now, right, you have been able to purchase a bike called the Honda Activa. Okay, the Honda Activa scooter, and it's a fucking scooter. It's all it is. It's a cheap fucking you know Indian built scooter. What this bike, this new Navi, is, is it's that. Look at that bike yeah, and then take, then literally, you're right. It's a fucking scooter that's had the plastic removed and a Grom slapped onto it. Mm-hmm. And a so, tube welded from the headstock down to the frame. Right. Maybe, right? So, but that's the point is, so this uses the same running gear. It uses the same motor, the same transmission. All the parts that make the fucking thing go are off of a Honda Activa, right? So this here's- What's that? This is getting good. I like this. This is going to get good. What? Right. All right. So. I haven't been drinking at this podcast. Right. So prior to. <laughs> so where were you drinking? for you to say. Simmer down. <laughs> okay. So, but this is not the very first time. This is not the very first time that Honda has brought out a Navi. I did not know this. And really? it freaked me the fuck out. They did a Navi dirt bike. A Navi with Navis. A Navi oh Navi. Exactly. They did a Navi, a Navi Navi. Right. And so, yes, in fact, this is a real thing. And this really, really did exist. It has a giant hole in the middle of it where the uh, motor oh. used to be uh, because it's not. It's a fucking scooter. You know, that kind of a thing. So in pictures where like I saw pictures that had the hole. Yep. And then there's other ones where there's no hole. I'm so glad you said that what's because in what's in the hole? What's in the hole? Well, take a look, guys. It's a storage locker. Okay. So, oh. so on the Honda Navi, which has been in production since 2000, year of our Lord, 2016, right? Uh, this bike has been available. And this is, of course, India product. This is not new to them. And so to make it look more and more like a Grom and not have a giant fucking hole in the middle of it, they actually have a storage locker. So storage locker yeah, goes I in I thought there. it was going to almost, I was almost, when I start. the reason I even started looking at it is I thought it was going to be a hybrid. That's what I was just I about thought to there was say. You thought that was going to be a battery in there. Yeah. It was going to be a, a gasoline sense. motor with an electric hub. That would have been a good idea. A chain drive yeah. and a, a, a. Yeah, that'd be awesome. No. For the city, you cruise around electric and then when you have to take that fucking long ride, you got your gas. You the know? motor can either freewheel and just charge the battery or yeah, not. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, let's play the game. How much horsepower does it have? Horsepers? Six. Anyone? Five. A buddy has 11. It has six. 6.1. It has eight. Seven. It is advertised eight. It is advertised as eight (laughs) at 7,000 RPM. Um, It is, and keep in mind, this is a motor scooter motor. 
right? 110. And this has a, a, a whopping 6.5 torques. Is it air-cooled or water-cooled? It is air-cooled. In fact, I'm going to do you one better. It has iron carburetor. No. Not only does it have a carburetor, it doesn't even have the dignity of having an electric choke. It has a manual choke. Is it a four or five valve motor? Oh, no, it is a (laughs) two valve motor. In fact, I'd say it's probably a 1.7 valve motor. Uh, (laughs) What's atmospheric? Right, exactly. Yep. So atmospheric atmospheric intake valve. valve. Right. That's exactly right. So I really do think that, and they advertise as being 9.5 to 1 compression ratio. So this Navi that I was kind of like, oh, that's something I've never heard of. It turns out it's been out in India for five years at least. And they're just bringing it to, um, what? Did you say they were bringing it to America? Why would you do that? They're not going to sell that. Why would you do that? Fifteen ninety nine at your local Honda. Dealer. No, my friend, eighteen ninety nine at your local Honda dealer. Nineteen hundred dollar hairs plus 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 plus. And how much is a TNT one thirty five? Uh, twenty four ninety twenty five ninety nine. I mean, I, they could sell them <coughs> just because you want a disposable little thing to throw in the back of your. Well, that's what Metropolitan sell for like eighteen ninety nine, don't they? I have no idea, honestly. I can't tell you, but I'm gonna look it up right now. I mean. When you, I like that comparison though. If you compare it to a, comparison it to a fifty cc <laughs> Metropolitan at the same price, you're actually you're getting twice the motor. A Honda Metropolitan is twenty four ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine. Yep, that's exact. Oh boy, that's Hoffer's that's shocked. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. too much money. If you oh, there's your problem right there. Yeah, you're right. That's you a sixty cycle. It, if you attack it from that angle, it's right. actually kind of a not a bad deal. Okay, but the deal but there's gets no underseat storage. Somewhere. Right. I don't know. I think the flat, the flat uh, on a scooter, right. the flat open area is yeah. good because you can carry a bunch of stuff. Absolutely. And so this just takes away the practicality of the scooter. Or take the box away, I guess, because yeah. it is. There's nothing there. If you take the box out, there's nothing. Stick there. it in the hole. I mean, can well, you well, take he don't that? Have nothing <laughs> at all between the seat and the handlebar. No, I, I mean, understand. so it's straight up and down. Yeah. I mean, is it? Is that? Ta- is that the gas tank right in front of you? Or was the gas tank? No, I think that actually might be the gas tank. And I know what you're saying is turn it back into a fucking scooter, right? You might as well. Because, I mean, but, it's more but, practical. You know what? They have that. It's called the Activa. How much is so. a small ruckus? Oh. More. I mean, way more than this. Well, let's find this out. Is way cheaper than a little ruckus. Yeah, but if you buy a real ruckus at this point, you can get one of the blasted out, like, I don't think you can buy ice cold ones. Or Brand new ruckus, twenty seven forty nine. Wow. twenty seven forty nine. You can get an ice bear one that's blown out with all the cool shit on it. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, great. You lost me at ice bear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's they ever worked here. I mean, yeah. now. I hear you. Yeah. yeah anybody but, uh, anybody uh, who's ever worked here. Super Cup's 36 dollars The Super Cup what? Super Cup's $36.99. All right. So, all right. So, just in case for anybody that was like, they're never going to bring that into America. That shit ain't coming to America. I know you guys are just full of shit. Well, Honda North America has officially announced, and it's on their fucking website. So mm-hmm. you can tell me how it's not going to come here, but it's literally on their lineup for 2022. It's literally coming all over your <laughs> Now, it's got 18, 1807 plus a $200 destination charge, which, of course, there's also going to be your assembly and freight because that 200 destination charge is just gravy, I assure you. So you're going to be into the sucker for 2,500 clamps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, they were, if they could get like 1599 they'd sell a shit ton. Well, and this is the thing. It's like, okay, so the Grom is, okay, 
No. The TNT 135, which we've already deemed as superior to the Grom in every way, is going to be about $2,700, right? $3,200, you put everything in it. I mean, we sell a lot of them. The new Grom is $4,199. Right. So we sell enough TNT 135s to tell you that it's better than a Grom. It's better than a new Grom. It's better than the the hottest new five-speed Grom. The, The TNT 135 is still better. And this thing is actually... You know, this is a thousand dollars less than a TNT 135. But just like when we did the test here of the Rascal, which was 700 less than the TNT 135, we were like, "Fuck it, don't buy the Rascal." Right. The the TNT 135 is so much fucking better. This Navi for the technology that you're buying is ancient, right? It's carbureted as fuck, right? It is super carbureted. This bike air cooled one TT one hundred. 10cc. Does not have CVT. an oil filter. CVT. No oil filter. No oil, oil screen. Filter. Drum brakes. That doesn't really bother me. It doesn't. I, I, I do get that. But here's my problem with oil screens. Oil screens are, strangely enough, oil screens. I always have to look at a bike as being, how is this bike going to be five years from now in the hands of a general consumer? And when you, you say. You the bike till your oil turns to tar. It's gone. It's gone. I mean, remember that when we talk about oil screens, we're also usually talking about some sort of a slinger system. We're usually talking about some kind of a thing. And with all these slinger-based systems and all these uh, screen-based like systems. The screen on a normal yeah. situation, when you yep. drain the oil, right. some of the stuff kind of backwashes out of the screen and comes out with your oil. Yep. But yeah. not if you run it too long and totally plug it up. We have seen many, many bikes from many, many countries that use oil screens instead of filters. And what we can tell you in all of those cases is it's magic. A, a canist, like a spin-on cartridge uh, oil filter, it's amazing how good they are at filtering oil. And you cannot replace that efficacy with literally a screen that looks like the bottle top of that whiskey. Bikes that run a screen right. don't even try to do that. No. So if you have a bike that has a screen, it's yep. not going to have an oil jet. No. So like a lot of bikes have an oil jet and built into the bottom of the casing. You'll actually see it's a jet. Yep. That meters the amount of oil that goes up to the top. To end the head, yep. If you got a bike with an oil screen, it's just going to be a straight shot. Yes, it is. Everything as much as it can. Yes, it is. Because yep. if it had a jet and something makes it through that screen, it would plug up in an instant. Right. And, and we have bad. seen cams go blue on bikes that have oil screens, <clears throat> which that is not the <clears throat> case on bikes that tend to have a screw-on filter. Or even like the little paper, like the TNT. Yeah. You have to put that little... There's a cartridge element in there. Yeah. And that's the idea. The oil pathway for most old, Uh like, horizontal Hondas is up one of the head studs. Yep. That's exactly right. You have a... Yep. You know, one of your four head studs studs. that the cylinder slides down. One is a little extra fat with O-rings. Yep. And that's how the oil gets up to the top. Oh, yeah. No shit. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Dr. Waters, and it's her birthday. Oh, yeah. you guys want you want to do this one? Let's yeah. just. Hey, baby, how you doing? I'm okay. Did you see my text? Ha- uh, no, I did not see your text, but I'm gonna look at it right now. Happy fiftieth birthday, by the way. You're on the podcast. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. She's got a totally dead battery. <laughs> Are you in the white Toyota High Ace? I am. Okay, so you don't have a dead battery. I think you might just have a discon or a jiggled connector. I can I can help you. I can support you in place. Let's take a break. No, no, we're just gonna let me take this okay. phone call. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You guys can take that. Okay. The battery's behind the seat, right? Right behind the passenger seat. Okay. So we're talking about the 
what are your impressions of uh, the Navi? Honda Navi? What do you think, Oscar? It it has the look of a. Would minish- you ride this through Mexico? No. You wouldn't take it south. No. I think there's too many. No. I think there's too many options in the two thousand dollar range that this is not going to be successful. Like it's too much. It's going to be too slow. But I think the price range they did it on purpose that it's under two thousand bucks. It does look like a Grom. It's a smaller version of it, and you know there's going to be cheap enough people that are going to be like, oh, I can get this one for less than two thousand bucks. Can you get a Japanese? Well, this isn't Japanese. Yeah, I mean. It has Honda. And you get a non-Chinese motorcycle, street legal, anything for under two thousand. A lot of people are not going to pay attention. I mean, that where is built well, though? I mean, at one point, Phil was selling the Kimco. What was it? The K-pipe? The State Eight or the not State Eight? The <laughs> the the one Kimco was going for like uh, sixteen ninety nine or something like that. The cheapest Kimco. Huh. But that, but I think that was made in actually China. Well, but yeah. but that's the thing; it still says Honda on it. And a lot of people do not pay a lot of attention like we do on where it's actually built. Right, but most people are not going to look into this. It's a Honda under two grand. Fuck it, I'll get it. Yeah, it might. I mean, it might. It it might have a market. That's why it might. You could get into like lower than two grand, like into the 15, 16. I mean, that's like I work at McDonald's. I could use my tax return to buy this thing. I don't think there are any Hondas. When I went through last after last podcast, I went through the drive-through down there at the Taco Bell's. Mm -hmm. They had a sign up that said, "After seven after seven p.m., crew eighteen dollars an hour. Shift leaders twenty, assistant managers twenty-two bucks an hour, and they were offering daily pay. So you could what you could go work an eight-hour shift and get paid that day. My my company maybe the next day though." I mean, they may say, come in tomorrow and right. get your pay, right. so you actually show up tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, the greenhouse I work at, they're hiring any any job in the place starts at 17 bucks an hour now and goes from there. So, like, mechanics and things like that, 25 30 bucks an hour, no it's problem. It's a crazy thing. I think there is maybe going to be some up, serious up pressure on salaries and on wages because we're, going, because we're also going to inflation. So everybody's going to be making less if they don't get a raise. Right. Yeah. Well, and think about it. I mean, like the actual salaries haven't gone up in year, like years. Like everything else has gone up. Like I, that was one of the arguments I had with my dad. Like a few years ago when I had my other job, I was making the same amount that my dad was as an engineer in 1971. Um, but I was making it in 2019 and 20 yeah. and his mortgage was $14 a month. I've always you know, kind of like, been against the $15 minimum wage, but I've never been against some sort of increase. In right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But back to the yeah. Uh, the so Navi. you're right. I don't what know. What color would you like? So we see that there's a red, and we see that there's a uranium yellow. Yeah, I wonder what else is available. Probably black. Yeah, maybe always a do white. A black and white. Yeah, they had a black, a red, a uh, light green, and a dark green. I think that's what I saw on the on the options on the website. I like the Nobby Nobby. The the, the Nobby, older Nobby. one. Yeah. <laughs> Nobby, Nobby. Yeah, it looked better. <laughs> even if, even if it had the hole in the center, it still looked kind of cool. Adventure Nobby. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, man. So did anybody get any riding in this week, maybe? I, it's been pretty shitty weather. I was dead set on I was going to come home. I, I lied to them at work and told them I had something very yeah. important to do. <laughs> Left early. But today? 
<laughs> and I went and rode my. Uh, He's coming in tomorrow to pick verses. up his money. <laughs> All right. I told him I had a dental appointment, but I went and rode my verses. Okay, so here, here are the colors: grass upper green. I guess you didn't want to get anywhere fast. <laughs> so, do you think that this bike is faster or slower than a verses? Oh, good question. Oh. Side by side, same rider, Navi versus Versys. <sighs> I think. Uh, Maybe this one's faster. I don't know. The Versys is all right, man. I like that bike. No, you couldn't keep up the other day. No. Oh, fuck you. Like <laughs> you know what? I can make up for it in rider ability. You think you're badass? All right. I don't think I'm badass. Take your little Africa Twinster. Hey, Johnny Max, so the colors are Grasshopper Green, Ranger Green, Red, and Not Brown. Not Brown. Not Brown. Don't flush it down. Exactly. Okay. That's interesting. Not brown. What is not brown? That root beer? I don't know. Okay. It's not brown. Let's see it. Well, Throw it, says, it up there. It says right there. Not I've never brown. seen a brown knot. I don't know if it's. Can can you apply the color? I, I don't the, know uh... if it changes the color on the. Maybe uh, oh, Phil get... already bought a bike if, for me clicking on this thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so would anybody like? No, it doesn't change it. This Christmas liquor? No, I'm good. Yeah, pass Come it. On. Bring it around. Come on. Oh, shit. It kind of I mean, tastes not like, horrible, but I'm not a real fan of yeah, I'm not a real fan of spiced I was going to say, it's, 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 it's kind of like a, it's in the mm, family I like straight of bourbon. fireball. Mm. It's I mean, almost like, like a fireball. Yeah. When I mixed it with the Coke, it really made the, the cinnamon in it. Shine. Yeah, maybe it's more for it, like mixing drinks. I, I it's fantastic. To, yeah. I went to Porco uh, Saturday night. You savage. And I started talking to the guy about uh, these aged rums. Because we were sitting at the bar, and What's I started John's, tasting the these aged rums, name, and they were delicious. Did you try the real McCoy, the, like the 12-year-old? Uh, yeah, I tried the real McCoy. He said that the, they're the only ones with a 14-year-old. And then I was trying this one. Since <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said a 14-year-old. CIA, yeah. yeah, yeah, open up. <laughs> no, he... <laughs> now he gets no, it. Then there's another one somewhere It's the same with scotch. 12 to 15 years old is best. Yeah. So then this other one they had. Cinch's had a 12 gr uh, <laughs> Grand Gran Añejo, which I didn't know they used that term for for rums. Grand Añejo? Añejo. 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 So I didn't, know that, I didn't know that. I thought the term was like reserved for tequilas. I didn't know that it was for rums as well. Hmm. But I, I've never seen it on a rum, but it's one, just I got a aged. shot of it, and I just what sipped it. What? What, like the word, what does that word mean? He said, well, aged, I just aged. aged, so I mean, yeah, it's aged rum. Yeah, but it was like 20-year 20, 20 rum. That's aged. <laughs> <laughs> but I also found out that, I mean, the guy was really knowledgeable about, like, the, the I guess it's the, just the more rum podcast you were. now. But, no, we're but he was saying that I have a some of the very there. expensive stuff, like the top shelf stuff, I have at home. I have some 30-year-old stuff and I have some 25-year-old stuff. But he was saying that they add they once they age it they add sugar back into it, but to he keep said, the process of the yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, but the, the ones that we were drink, the ones that he was giving me were just bourbon burial aged, fresh, bourbon, and and with no no added sugar, and they spikes. were really 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 good. Hmm. Three, so, three 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 so what's yeah. the difference if you had to describe... I have a question for the, Dan. Right, they were bourbon esque. I mean, really, the the rum was very bourbon esque. Hmm. Dan, there's going to be much. a question for you here. I heard that. Coming up, yeah. So what? 
are there any investment grade liquors? If you were going to say spend, you know, oh. I've got some money and I just want to invest it in liquor that I'm going to sit on. What would you buy? Oh. I think probably the time for making big money on that was 10 to 15 years ago. Well, because they're not going to go up as much again as they already have. I don't think. Oh. No, because but, because production's too high. Like, well, I mean, they're, it's weird. There's certain things you right still now. can't get. Chris asked for what the E. H. Taylor, and I mean those things. Those things are oh, unobtainium. The you good just can't get them. investment grade liquors are not available. I mean, if you can get them at like state pricing, yeah. buy all you can get of, the, of yeah. those those really rare ones. Isn't there another so uh, lottery any, right now? It doesn't yeah. make any sense to just go buy a bottle, a case of Jack Daniels, and let it sit for twenty years. I don't. Yeah, t- probably not. No. Unless it's a different special Jack Daniels. What that about like done. a whistle pig? 50 bucks a bottle. Buy a put case. it in another cask and take it on a boat. But how do you... And, oh, uh, you want to put it down on the bottom of the ocean? No, see, that's because it's on a boat, remember? I oh, told you guys, anytime it's on a fucking boat. You like boat bourbon. <laughs> Phil, we're, we're talking about investment grade. <laughs> so many oceans right in, in Kentucky. In <laughs> okay, so first of all... Too much cross The concept of investment alcohol is to me exactly the same as an NFT, a non-fungible token. It's like having a gun you're never going to shoot. It's like artwork. It might as well just be money laundering. Let the bourbon be bourbon. Drink the fucking. Thank you. Ding, 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 ding. Right. You know when it's, you know, you know when that bourbon is going to be at its very best when it's going in your fucking mouth. That's how you know when the bourbon is at its very best. Here, here. Idiots just ruined my plan to buy like five thousand dollars worth of bourbon and have to be sitting on it. We're sitting. Okay. Well, how does that help us if you're sitting on it? You think I'm going to be able to sit on five thousand? No, if you did, though, it'd be smashed. So you'd be fucking worthless. <laughs> okay, I, I, I mean, I, I, some of the good bourbons, that's like four bottles. Okay, I, oh. hate to, I hate to do this to Dan and put Dan on the spot, okay? Again? Oh, again? He's already... Oh, shit. What is a bot? Like, we have some Stranahan's here in the building that's from the old days of Stranahan's before the buyout and everything else. I know what that bourbon cost per bottle to buy it then. 10 years ago, right? 12 years ago, whatever that was. What do you think a bottle of that is worth right now? God, I, that's one I haven't looked at, but it's cra- you know it's crazy what they get for some of this shit. My friend Tim just had someone offer him a hundred dollars for an empty Pappy Van Winkle bottle. An empty bottle. An empty bottle. So and I'm like, the guy's like, oh, I just collect them. I'm like, fucking bullshit. You're gonna put some cheap whiskey in it. Yeah. And sell it to someone. I know damn well you're not going damn. to collect right. the bottle, well, you did. It, so I watched not, not for a hundred bucks. I watched that documentary on like the the money thieves or whatever it was on, on Netflix, and it yeah. talks about the whole Pappy Van Winkle thing and how guys that were there were just like shoving them in their pants that worked at the distillery. Yeah. And the, how did that like how did that happen that it went from like being something and all of a sudden they were worth like thirty five four thousand bucks a bottle? I don't know, just because the the real Van Winkle Reserve, there right. there just was only so much of it. Whatever uh, they're making now is just made to taste like that. I don't think it's it's not the actual old Pappy Van Winkle anymore. That's exactly right. Could a strategy be that you wait for something new to come out? That that top shelf new and one jump that on shows it? up at the state store. So you and you buy it and you bring it to your, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Everybody drinks it and says, you know what? This is really good. It'll yep. probably be fantastic in 20 years. Right. And while it's right now $30 a bottle, right. 
we buy two cases of it, and we save our receipt from the liquor store <laughs> the day that we bought it. And we literally have the receipt that we bought right. it 20 years ago, yeah. and we put it in the basement. Right. Well, then you have to pay like some celebrity like 10 grand to fucking be in a picture somewhere drinking it, saying it's the greatest fucking thing in the world. Then, I think or, that's what happened to that Pappy stuff. And you'll probably have to commit suicide, too, to make it commit. To, you know, to like, make it, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. Didn't yeah. you say that once it's in a bottle... It, Nothing good ever it doesn't change. I mean, it, it doesn't, doesn't change. get better. It doesn't, change. It doesn't age. Right. It doesn't age anymore. Yeah. So yeah. you're saying we have to go straight for buying a cask from somebody. <laughs> well, that's not <laughs> a bad idea. Mm. Though. I mean, you just don't find don't something I mean, good enough that's inexpensive. That. Well, you can but, buy casks. Well, I think at one time bourbon. I looked, it was a cask of, of just Jack Daniels was like $50,000 or something. And you know, you might be able to make it work in 20 years because my experience is as the price goes up and the rarity increases, the quality of what they're making goes down. Exactly. They're trying to make more and more of it and it's just, they're blending it different. That's why I think the strategy of getting that first cut of the first stuff where they were really trying hard to break into the market Start buying those new arrivals on the market. Well, that's what we got. Ones. That's that thing from Fuel. That that company from Fuel. The heavy right, uh, American the, Steel. I, American I haven't Steel. I haven't contacted yeah. them yet. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Hotel Tango. Yeah, yeah. It's a in, for to buy a barrel of a bourbon is between four grand and fifteen thousand dollars. Maker's Mark will sell you a barrel. Fuck, Maker's Mark will actually do a barrel for you with a plaque on it that's got your name on it and everything else, and then you can have a barrel of bourbon for your fucking house. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our friends did that in Ireland. They were on their like a honeymoon in Ireland. Yeah, and there was a startup Irish distillery, and they bought three barrels of of uh, bourbon to get like at a future Irish whiskey. Yeah, whatever Irish whiskey. Right. So then they put them on layaway. No. So then, so then they left it for ten years, and they said that it reduces the volume reduces in the the. The angels cut. The angels yeah. cut. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, so then they said that the the distillery offered them like three or four times what they had paid for the barrels to buy them back, right. or just to ship them the yeah. the barrel, or to bottle it for them and ship them the you know the the right. bottles that they did. And so they sold one of the barrels, yep. which paid for all three of the barrels. Yep. And then they they bottled the rest of it and got the rest sent to them. So they got it. Basically, they got it all for free. free. And you can do wow with makers. When we did the tour, the makers deal was they figure a bottle of makers at fifty dollars a bottle, and there's two hundred and forty seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottles in a barrel. Okay, so that just in math, like figuring out nothing, that's a direct. $12,000. $12,000. So to buy the barrel from makers that I, that we were looking at was $13,000. So is it that much of a discount? Eh, yeah, it's about a thousand bucks, I guess. But that's the same as, were you planning on buying 240 bottles of bourbon? You know? Yeah. So if you were planning on buying, you better two, like it. <laughs> you better like the one you're the drinking. Same bourbon. That's exactly right. I mean, I don't know how long it would take me to drink 240 fucking bottles of bourbon, but they oh, damn yeah. well, they damn sure wouldn't all be the same bottle. Well, but if it is, it's still in the bottle, and the um, the barrel is still going to age. If you're going to buy a yep. cast, it's still in the hold on to yeah, it for right. Twenty years. Yep. Twenty years down the road, right. you have to be ready to roll it out, bottle it, and sell it. And what happens mm-hmm. if bourbon does the same thing twenty years from now that it did twenty years ago? So bourbon went from being something that was fun and and drink and like people hardcore drank it. People, whiskey bourbon that was for the hardcore people. Right. Now it's become oh bourbon, give me a bourbon. Well, bourbon. twenty years ago, bourbon was cheap as shit. Yeah, like you could buy all the, the bourbon you time. wanted, cheap as shit. Yeah. 
if anybody here is interested in buying yeah. some rare bourbons, my friend Tim bought like $1,700 worth of bourbon. Right. And the average cost per bottle he paid was $35. Right. And there's a lot of rare bottles. Rare and bottles, stuff, yeah. Like stuff that on the black market right now is two, four, five hundred dollars Tell me more about Dark black web. market bourbon. <laughs> well, you know, you got to have it. If you're going to buy it and the... You know, you got to have a license. You haven't even factored in the cost of the license right. to buy the stuff and store it and resell. Let's, let's right. think about well, this. Well, what stuff. about this too? Is does it have to be bourbon? Could it be a rum? Does it? I mean, aged rums are also very. It's different. this is the strange thing about market and market volatility. To collectors of anything, the value will mm-hmm. be acknowledged and they'll know what it is. To collectors of fucking beanie babies, they're going to hold up a little stuffed animal and tell you this is three thousand dollars, and you're going to say fuck you, it's not three thousand dollars. And the bottom of the market. In I am going to use it, Beanie Babies, those $3,000 and $4,000 Beanie Babies became $80 Beanie Babies in about a year because seven of the people that had them and said they were worth three or $4,000 sold them to fucking what I like to call suckers that paid three or $4,000 for them. They were happy they were away from that item now. They got their out and then the market just fell right on its fucking face and went back to where it should be. Beanie Babies is an oversimplification. But bourbon did the same thing, and it, bourbon is in its second turn right now. It's become very popular. Yeah, but in 20 years, that right. beanie baby that somebody had when they were a kid might be worth a ton of money to them uh, because uh, they again. want to relive their, their beanie baby, baby it'll, childhood. It'll be worth $16 then. To yeah. double, double the normal price. And then the, the argument, though, is I talk to people all the time that come through the door that believe that they beca- because they have a 1961 Cushman in their garage that it's worth $20,000. That's and I'm like, it is not worth $20,000. In fact, I tell you that you're going to go out and you're going to have a hard time finding $3,000 for that. Um, I've got a Hon- I've got two Honda GB500s. Oh my God, that's worth twelve grand. No, it's fucking not. Once every five years, somebody pays ten dollars or $12,000 for one that happened to be at a dealership that happened to have no fucking miles on it. And then everyone thinks their bike's worth 12000 That dude who showed up to us at AMA Vintage Days when we were doing the zero demo rides, that guy showed up on a beautiful GB500 that had a crack in the frame. The frame was cracked. Don't know how it got... No, I'm sorry. It wasn't cracked. It was dented. It had a big fucking dent in the frame. But it was in an area where it didn't affect the, the, the straightness of the motorcycle because there was a motor bolt you know, adjacent to it. It was just a ding. I think a forklift forklift operator probably hit it when they were unloading it out of the crate or putting the crate on a truck. The point being, this was a fucking perfect concourse quality bike that had a little bend in the frame. The guy was riding it around and I said, hey, how much for the GB500? And while we're looking at it, we saw the dent in the frame. And I think Emma might've even seen it. And I think he thought that it would be worth about $6,000. And he came by later and offered the same exact bike to us for four after he'd been there for two days when he realized he wasn't going to get six. So yeah, sure, one may have sold, but one fucking idiot does not establish the baseline for some value of anything. You I mean, know? Look at the range of things. Like, yeah. I was looking at that. It was a high ace, exactly like the one yeah. you sold me yep. in Chicago. Twenty four thousand five hundred. There's never ever. There's no way the guy will ever get that five thousand for your GB five hundred. Exactly, exactly, and that's a prime example. That I mean, I laugh, but I'm serious. 
No, but it's, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and I would probably take you up on it because do it because do it now do it now because I want to ride it. I have another one in the garage. Do it. So the only correct number of GB five hundreds to own do is it. one. And Doctor Waters doesn't ride her bike. I'll call it mine. I'll do share it. it. I have to wrap my head around. But mm. anyway, Did you save her by the I way. Was rash. I was. Yeah. Drunk. Well, you know what? Do I it. was drunk when I said that. <clears throat> I have witnesses. Hey, I just want to see you ride it. I want to see you yeah, get on that. I did look at it over there. I'm like. What is that? The monkey humping a football? Off on yep. the thing? <laughs> <laughs> he just stuck his dick in your deal. Thank you very much. Thanks. Way to fuck my deal for me. Uh, Dr. Waters had, was suffering a uh, what appeared to be a dead battery in a diesel vehicle. Um, and she's over in your neighborhood. She's over in University Heights right now. Oh, okay. And But you know what? I'll I will send a rescue team right now. Don't need to. You know why? I married the right fucking woman. She got real quiet. She put her phone on speaker. She shut the fuck up. And she listened to every word I said, and she did everything I told her to do. Control of your body. That's exactly right. I just, I just ghosted in. So I just verbally ghosted in, and she put her hands where she had said to, and I said, (laughs) "When you have that kind of control." And what I did was, I told her, I was like, "Okay, so you understand? There's two terminals, a negative and a positive." Yeah, she's like, "I'm not stupid." All right, lick your finger. And I'm like, "Okay, but what you got to realize in that high ace, there's a hell of a lot of metal." right around that battery. Mm-hmm. So now we're playing the game of operation. If the red terminal, if the red wires it's touching the hit chassis, any of the sheet metal, yep. you're going to be doing instant welding. Yep. It won't hurt you, but it'll get your attention. Man up, grab that fucking thing and twist it for all it's worth. She just had a, a loose or a, a dirty terminal. And then she went back to being awesome and she's on the road. So, yeah. So best fucking wife ever. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. I Happy love birthday. You know what I Happy say? birthday, baby. Let's all drink to Dr. Waters. Yeah. Bam, bam, yeah. Bam. Who's right now driving a fucking... <laughs> she's driving a 26-year-old Toyota Hiace 3.0 liter diesel because I broke her fucking Hyundai Element. Oh, yeah. I love that engine. Oh, it's a great engine. But she, I broke her Element, so her Element's in the shop right now. The Element is in my shop right now. So, you know, I, I own a car, a car shop now. So it's hilarious that my car that I own is at my car shop, but it's in line behind 13 other customer vehicles because cobbler's shoes, cobbler's shoes, motherfucker. You, know what you should do yeah. someday is, is use a fake name. And then drop a car off. And <laughs> well, your brakes are shot. The mufflers going, uh, your windshield wiper fluid. Yeah, done. this is <laughs> Senator so-and-so calling. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. If I want my shit to get worked on faster at my own goddamn shop, I have to say the following words. Oh, yeah, I'll pay cash. <laughs> and then that shit goes right to the front of the line. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean that I can do work and Phil's not going to find out about it? Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's God love. I married the right fucking woman. Uh, but it is, it is hilarious that I'm... She, my wife... A doctorate of many things is driving around in a beat up diesel Japanese minivan <laughs> that is old. And we found out the other day the heater doesn't work. Oh, the, no. the thermostat's oh, stuck wide open. Why? So you are can, all the cars that you put get car, from Japan. Put cardboard in front of the radiator. That's the trick. The, the trick is put cardboard in front of the radiator and cheat the whole system. But yes, the cars from Japan. I think the reason that the thermostats are stuck is I bet you they sit for a real fucking long time before we buy them. And any vehicle that sits for a long time, the thermostat is, especially a motorcycle, um, every, 
Yep, exactly. Is most well, no, um, usually the thermostats are stuck in the open position. I'm a professional. I own an RV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's both of the highest and the town I yeah. said stuck. Look, I have thermostat. probably out of the 45 or 50 vehicles I've imported from Japan, I'd say a solid 50% of them have had thermostats stuck in the open position. I have a question, but I'd yep. like to stop recording for 15 seconds. You can't do that. It fucks up everything. Okay, I'll wait till the end. All right. Uh, ask it. Uh, you ask it. No, I can't. Why? Oh. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. I respect that. I respect that. Can you write it down? No. I'll text it. Oh, text it. That's oh, a good go. idea. Excellent. Yeah. Text it. So the uh, but but <laughs> if you will, I think this text is only going to go to one person. All right. The uh, Doctor Water. Doctor Water. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it purple? <laughs> Should I get it looked at? Right. So what is fucking hilarious is Oscar and I did fluid film and I fluid filmed eight vehicles yesterday nice. and fluid film is what happens when you squeeze a sheep really hard. Okay? So <laughs> In if the you right take spot. a sheep <laughs> and just squeeze the shit out of it, what comes out of it is fluid film, right? And I like that smell oddly enough. I love yeah. it. I yeah. am sheepy. Do you know what? To me, the smell of fluid film is the smell of things not rusting. It is the smell of me getting under my vehicle and having to open up a transmission cover and not breaking off four bolts. Fluid film makes, and you saw it, 2008 truck with hundreds, plural, of thousands of miles on it. It looks like a brand looks new brand truck. Fucking Underneath new. it, if that thing rolled off the assembly line yesterday, you couldn't have to- so showed us that it didn't. It And when we did uh, Kevin's CRV, oh. we did Kevin's CRV last year, we fluid filmed it, and it was pretty fucking ashy. I mean, it was dry, it was rusty as fuck. It was a typical 10-year-old CRV in a Cleveland salty environment. Oh. So it looked pretty bad under there. But we fluid filmed the piss out of it last year. And when we do fluid film at our house, we don't spare the horses. Uh We don't spare the sheep. It is it is like seven sheep per car. You have like a sprayer, right? We have a high. uh, We have what's in the industry is called an airless. Mm -hmm. So it's an airless sprayer. It's fifteen hundred psi. We only push it about six hundred psi for the fluid film. And we take the fluid film and we put an immersion heater in it, a big fuck off immersion heater that brings the temperature up to about 130, 140 degrees in about five minutes. And it literally goes on like wet wax and then it just hardens up and it's awesome. Because if you try to do it at anything below like 80 degrees, it's like... Oh, exactly. Yeah. They say after two years, too, after two solid layers of that stuff, you almost don't have to do it anymore. It's, um, I'm enjoying it even more. Yeah, exactly. Tastes better, doesn't it? So the, uh, but that is the, the magic of fluid film is we learned, we tried it the hard way. I'm going to tell you my, my history with this fucking product. I was telling Oscar is laying out on the ground in front of our Lakewood store with two wheels of the car up on the curb. So put two wheels of the car up on the curb. (laughs) <laughs> that lifts the car up a little bit more sure. and then put the, the, the floor jack on the left side of the car uh-huh. and that's poor man's lift. Yep. And then I would get in my coveralls and I would lay under the car and I would have a Wagner power painter, which is also <laughs> known as how to go deaf in one second. Yes. There is nothing louder on the planet than a Wagner power painter, except for, <laughs> <laughs> except for a Harbor freight. Power painter. Oh, <laughs> shit. And I had the Harbor Freight Power Painter. Oh. 
And so you then have to take the fluid film, which is very thick. It's like pudding. It's like butterscotch pudding. Well, it's a type B, right? Yeah. I mean, there's like there's type, type A and there's type B. I don't know. I've been working with polymer right. a lot the last couple of yeah. days. Yeah, oh. same thing. And this shit is so viscous that you can actually grab a handful of fluid film. You can grab it. It's, it's like, like custard. It's yeah. custard. Yes. Exactly. Yep. And polymer so, is more like grabbing a handful of Come, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you just can't hang on to it. Well, you can grab a handful of fluid film, but so the old way to do it is I wasn't heating it; I was actually adding vegetable oil to it to cut it and make it thin enough that the power painter could spray it. And then somebody was like, "You're being a dumbass." They got fluid film A, which is oil, which is but it doesn't stick yes, as well. It does not stick. In so pe- in Pennsylvania, they're using uh, chicken wing grease. Hmm? They they add a catalyst to it yep. and something else. Yep. And they also add something to keep uh, animals from wanting to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Squirrels? Funny you say that. Funny you should mention that. So as it happens, we all talked about my favorite mouse trap. Chris, did you get yours yet? You got two of those traps? You bought two of those, and it's a five-gallon bucket with a, we call it the world's worst water slide. It's a, it's a five-gallon bucket with a ramp that goes up to the top. It's a happy trail to hell. It's a happy trail to hell. They have a trail of hell. And then the mouse goes on to a tippy slide, and the mouse goes on the tippy slide. He falls in the bucket. He can't get out of the bucket. Now, do you have water in the bottom of your bucket? Actually, we electrified it. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. No. So okay. Yeah, we haven't used it yet. You haven't used it yet. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll probably. Acid. Right. right. So <laughs> I can tell you how effective fluid Sodium film is. Is fluid film is edible. You know, people are always like, well, is this stuff dangerous? Is it, you know, can it harm you? No, it's fucking edible. It's just cheap, squeezed out. It smells interesting, but it's lanolin. It's what women pay money to have put on their hair and their face and their hands and everything else. My hands have never been softer, by the way. If anybody wants oh, a... Oh, yeah, your hands. If like anybody wants a handy... Weeks, your hands yeah, for, for the next two weeks, these are not even my hands. I don't I recognize these hands. The stranger. The stranger. Right. <laughs> I just flew and filmed my car. It's date night. Yep, it's date night. <laughs> yeah. I would pay a phenomenal amount of money to see two women rolling in polymer. In polymer. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. You talk about jello wrestling? Oh, yeah. It would be better. It's the next level. No, it would be better in it would be better in fluid film because polymer smells too chemical. It smells like chemicals. (laughs) But the thing with polymer is there's absolutely zero zero coefficient of drag. Like with polymer, there is no (laughs) friction. Friction does not exist. With fluid film too, you hose the slipper. We <laughs> one drop, yeah. If you get one drop on yeah. your hand, oh yeah, everything is like it's all slime. Yeah, fluid film is far more manageable, but it is very funny that for the next two weeks, my wife is going to be saying things like, "Why did you do that to my car?" Like you don't, you, you got to be careful not to lean your clothing on your car or anything like. This stuff does get everywhere. I mean, the first five minutes has got to be like burn off of the exhaust. Yeah. Oh, no. The first five minutes. Oscar drove his car home last night. Is it going to catch fire? Okay. Let's just wait a little. No, no. And we've, we've actually tried to light it on fire. I, my (laughs) technique. So we use the, we use the 1500 (laughs) airless sprayer, right? Because I can, I can heat the entire five gallon barrel of fluid film. So I can heat the five gallons and then we pump it through the gun and it works great. I mean, zero problem pushing something that is the consistency of tapioca pudding. It's amazing. But then we also have the cup sprayer, which is a traditional cushion. It's a traditional paint gun. Mm -hmm. It is everything everybody knows about a cup sprayer. It shoots at about 80 PSI 
And instead of having a tip on it, we have a noodle and a, a, a dentist pick that goes up inside the door frames and up inside the, the water to. holes and everything else. So one guy can be doing all the fine spots, the little things, the little, little, you know, mouse holes are even smaller, right? Mm. All the places where the big gun isn't going to hit. So that guy's going around with a compressor. Now that makes the compressor run, which is super annoying. But anyway, but None of this sounds like it's going to be quiet. It all sounds like the airless is great. Cause the airless makes almost no noise. That thing's fucking quiet. But, but, the crazy thing about the fluid film in general is when we used to do this, we would end up with fluid film. Like the floor of my garage looked like a fucking ice skating. I was about to say, you could probably rent it for kids like skating. In it the, the, right? the slippery factor of the floor. When we were trying to do fluid Chris, film, do you want to run and get me some more ice cubes? <laughs> we oh used to fucking in the garage. <laughs> we would try to do fucking fluid film. And after the first car, we'd be on our ass. Yeah. So I went and garbage picked some carpeting the next year and put cheap carpeting under there so we can stand upright. But now with our new system, we don't have hardly any overspray. Yeah. And nice. we also have for a five gallon barrel, which is, you know, a hundred bucks or so. For a five-gallon barrel, we can now do easily five cars, you know, so we can knock out a gallon of car. Yeah, and we've kind of got it trimmed down. And when we do these things, they are dripping wet. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no doubt. You might as well have driven through a fucking lake of fluid film for this heavy as we hit them. I love taking you take it to a mechanic. So I took my car in for something. Like right after I fluid filmed it, and he's like, you have a severe oil leak. Yes. Your whole car is <laughs> leaking <laughs> oil. You're, the whole underbody of your car is covered in oil. And, and you're like, like okay, noobs. Cheap. Yeah. I'm like, you fucking noob. Right. That's when you just turn around and go, you're not the right garage for right, it. Right. That's dude. exactly it. You because can't tell the difference any between mechanic a in the world. Leak? Oh, you touch fluid film three years after it's been put on. The stuff's anaerobic. It never stops moving. Right. Right. It's liquid. That's, that's, why, it's awesome. that's why rust can't form. But you can touch fluid film three, four, five years later, and it still smells 100% potency. Well, <laughs> so I had fluid film from two years ago because I buy this shit. I mean, I buy a lot of it. Yeah. And so I had fluid film that, that was left in the bottom of containers three, four years old, but I've cleaned these containers out. You could eat out of them, right? And now that I've got this hot system where I'm literally... He you ever get shit. mold growing in the top? How much of it? do you think no. twenty year old no. fluid film? I had, I had like, like like three pieces of like mold. <laughs> no, growing. but I do have mice, Steve. Mice plural. Because you know who loves fluid film? That's Mises. Apparently Mises. <laughs> do you know who can you know who can swim in fluid film? Not Mises. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you a little something about mice. They can't swim in fluid film. No. They make adorable, chubby little corpses. They just ate <laughs> themselves to death. They are at the, they are literally, I pulled my one barrel of fluid film out that I didn't have a roof. I didn't have a cap on it. Yeah. And it was like an inch in the bottom. That poor mouse must've been like, I'm in hog heaven. All his friends are like, you can do you it. You can do <laughs> it. All you have to do is eat three more pounds of fluid film and you can walk home. Yeah, that's I it. Put all this fluid film yeah. inside me. Yep. And <laughs> he'll crawl out the size of a house cat. But it is. And of course, it's obviously slippery, so they can't climb out. Plus, he probably has diarrhea for days, dude. Just oh, oh, man. I mean, look. My buddy Lucky, Lucky man, shout out to Lucky Monroe. <laughs> Lucky Monroe, Lucky the painproof man. Lucky the painproof man. We're gonna pull him up on the screen because he's a fucking hero, and Real we should quick, do that. I'd like a, a big cheers to Ralph. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for Holy fuck, look at the bottle. It's, it's almost close. done. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. bottle's not going to survive a podcast. Dude, McSlushy no is back. No how. I've missed yeah. McSlushy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so and, and a sidekick, Silent Steve. Silent Steve. No, well, you were, you were gone. Yeah. Uh, Steve turned to uh, oh, Grumpy Sword the science guy. He gave us a whole <laughs> fucking breakdown. Oh, you did? Fucking nice. amazing. Awesome. I hate missing stuff. So this is my buddy, Lucky. So Lucky's the pain-proof oh, yeah. man. Yeah, I've told people and, about this yeah. guy. And Lucky, yeah. uh, at the end of his show, uh, you can take a staple gun, and you can take whatever denomination of currency you want, and you can use the, uh, you know, the Black & Decker staple gun, and you can staple money to Lucky. He will actually let you staple right now, currency to him. And if you look, he's got a, there's a 20 bucks on his tit. Like that's actually, that's actually at our event. That's the road rash bash right there. Yeah, That's uh, Kevin. Yeah, that's Kevin, Kevin in, the in the background acting yeah. as the MC. And uh, so Lucky's, Lucky's a fucking hero as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, one of Lucky's gags, one of his most famous gags is that Lucky will drink a quart of motor oil. Yeah. Woof. Yeah, Woof. that shut the fucking room right, up, didn't 15 it? W forty. No, it turns out there's a secret to drinking motor oil. And I'll bet you didn't know what it is. It's be straight weight. Wow. How Damn. long were you in the circus? <laughs> <laughs> I have Damn, never Steve. I have never met anyone. I was a dog faced boy. <laughs> I have never met anyone that knew that answer other than Lucky. It would be nice if it was a five dollar bill. Five singles is kind of like. <laughs> I you have. Know what? I think that's better for me. Less penetration. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not after a the whole stack of singles, man. If I yeah. give you five bucks, I'm gonna get some penetration. Are you gonna stapling <laughs> on his butthole? Honestly, <laughs> sleepy. I can't right even there. tell you where my staple gun is right now. <laughs> and here's the problem: is if you do find my staple gun, I know in Lucky's act he's using quarter inch staples. Yeah, yeah, he's not just using a little. And I know that in my gun. I've got the half inchers. Oh, that's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. And you want no part of that. Well, you want no part of that. Dude. You've always yeah, wanted I've got, your nipple yeah, pierced, right. dude. Yeah. I got half well, inch, half inch staples there. I was willing to man up. Well, I mean, yeah. So uh, Jesse, our buddy Jesse Noblet, when we were doing the pain, the road rash bash, he was doing. He wanted to get a shout out. He wanted some airtime at the bash, so he wanted some airtime, and he grabbed the mic when Lucky was doing his set. Oh, so no. when Lucky's doing his set, Jesse grabbed the mic and was like, hey, by the way, Mods versus Rockers is coming up and da 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 I was, I was like, party fell. <laughs> so, but I was like, shit, man. And I know Jesse had had a few wobbly pops in him and stuff, so he was just feeling the love. But just the same, Lucky's my friend, and I can't have anybody step on my friend's set. I mean, Ooh, well, I apologize. I was not trying to steal Lucky's thunder. No, well, but here's the thing is, in the moment, Lucky's got a whole patter. Like, Lucky does an hour-long show. And you don't need some jag off coming into the middle of your hour long show and having a fucking promotional event, right? But what about having a staple off? Well, it oh. turns out that the punishment? I thought that the punishment oh. for stepping on Lucky's show is that Jesse should have to staple a 20 onto Lucky, and then Lucky got to staple one onto Jesse. Fair turnabout. And Jesse was like, yeah, that's cool. He would and Jesse's got a whole bunch of tattoos, oh, yeah. so yeah. That, yeah. You watched Jesse go from being like, yeah, that's cool, to being like, oh, shit, this is serious, as the staple gun got closer and closer to his chest. And yeah, and it was pretty fun. But you know what? When you see somebody that's a trained sideshow professional, like they know what they're doing. He's managed to compartmentalize his pain. 
Exactly. And they a, know what they're doing. It hurts. I put a I put a quarter inch staple into my, my thigh once by yeah. accident. Yeah. Because you know, like you're working in you had ten or twelve beers and you're in the garage and you're, you're stapling like, shit. I could staple on the workbench or I'll just hold it here in my crotch. That's it. And it's, <laughs> it's like bam, and I'm like, oh it's no joke, man. I, can't I regret imagine. so much right now. I regret <laughs> so much. So but that's a funny thing. But the trick is, yeah, the, the oil that he drinks is non- this, it's, it's single viscosity, yeah. non-detergent. I did not know I mean, that. That's the, the safest oil you could possibly get. I'm sure it's still not good for you. <laughs> He's still going to shit his brain. I was going to say, keeps, keeps the mail moving. Look, yeah. okay. Keeps the John moving. <laughs> okay. If I eat a quart of ice cream, that's still two pounds of ice cream that comes out of me. If I drink a quart of motor oil, that's two pounds of motor oil that's got to come out of me. Well, I mean, you can imagine drink. the rust that you're going to cut down on. In I mean, your innards. mineral oil is a laxative. I mean, baby, baby oil. You can castor drink oil. It. Castor you, oil. Remember yeah. all the you're old things. You're supposed to be able to take one of those of So how do you make it to the end of your act? How do you make it to the end of your act? That's the closer, folks. That would be my control. That's the the end of my act. I'm not going to drink a quarter oil. I just drank a quarter oil, motor oil. Ready for this? (laughs) 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 I would turn around, face the crowd, pull my pants. Now all of a sudden you're in brass against. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I get that. That was the best promotion ever. Yeah, uh, I, just so like how the, the, I could not find a real video. Of oh, there's it's oh, easy there's, to find. Yeah, I, tried. Did not, I, I didn't dig it. Oh, you're she saying she did I not tinkle. She was like a fucking horse. The after. joke was hilarious. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm going to drink this bottle of water, and then I'm going to have to. No, she drank. She peed out 17 bottles of water. Yeah, yeah. She's apparently part camel. No, was you that saw di- the full unedited, unblacked out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll oh. find it for you later. Yeah, yeah. thank you. It's no joke. I need to see that. It's no joke. No, but like, yeah. did the guy have a camera or a cup? It's a can. It's a it's a it's a cup. So it was a setup. No, like, no. It's it, it, this he guy volunteered. was. This guy was. Oh, he saw an opportunity. He, he presented himself as being. I'm going to put a can in my head and you can piss in it and and whatever. And I believe her reaction to that was shut up, asshole. And then event. No, no, no. Shut up, asshole. And then he probably throughout the course of the concert. She said, "Shut up, asshole." And then people that reported in said, like, the guy was making himself available. Gotcha. And well, then she eventually. She, said she actually had to go at some point. Well, She's I guess like, during you know the what? set, you kept. I got to piss. Yeah. I'm in the middle of this. This asshole wants to be pissed on. She Here didn't do it lovingly. No. And, and she did not ask him to leave the stage in a loving fashion. She's pretty hot, though. I think. I, 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 I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. His no. view was not a bad view Who's for this? a minute. Again, Who are you talking about? We'll, t- we'll, we'll cover it later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll cover it later. It's, no, but it's, if you type brass against brass, like brass wind instruments, are, if you type brass against. Yeah. No, it's definitely not. But before the. on is not one. No, of no, them. no. But before that came out, he had a really good view of the scenario. That's he farted on. Okay. I might be able to. John, that happens every night, so John, it doesn't really matter. John's got that $39 a month cake farts fucking uh, <laughs> subscription. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to assure, I, I'm going to simply say that what it has done is it has taken Brass Against from being a third or fourth tier, yeah. you know, uh, well, Pazza, whatever. Yeah, a cover band that plays like Rage Against the Machine yes. with horns. Uh, there's no, nothing so wrong no, with that. They're great. They're fine. I love every part of it. I, I have no problem with anything that they're doing. I, I am a big fan of all of the above. 
But what I can well, tell that's you is right there. What I can tell you is <laughs> holy cow, that's like a shower head. What I can what I can tell you is that it is great for. I mean, it is fucking fantastic for their uh, SEO. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, right. Just to be clear, yeah, Rage Against Brass is like brass Rage Against, against Machine, yeah, right? Brass but Against Brass Against the Machine. So yeah. it's sort of like. Rage Against the Machine, but with brass. Well, no, I'm just saying they do they do a whole bunch of different covers. Right. Rage Against the yep. Machine, Red yep. Hot Chili Peppers, like all this different shit. Yeah. But they got trombones, tubas, and fucking whatever. A rusty yeah. trombone. That's right. Yeah, their trombones look pretty fresh. The uh, but the but it is and R- I guess rusty tuba. <laughs> but I guess uh, here I mean, to, but to tell you how effective it is, we're talking about it on a motorcycle podcast. True. In Cleveland, goddamn Ohio. Right. So Sophia. So that is, raises it to an extremely high level. Sophia has been. This is truly paid off. Well, they said right. uh, I was listening to a radio What's a spider sh- to a podcast. I was listening to a radio show that was talking about this, and they said I'm like, "Believe me, your head." I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now, based on the interviews I've again. seen and everything. She was a I'm contestant Chris to be peed on. on The Voice. Great, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is their their uh, she, their no. band views went from like like. Six thousand per video yeah. <laughs> to like a million per video. No, no, I went to the I went to the YouTube because I listen to a lot of these horn covers, brass sure. covers. I mean, one of my favorite things is if you go into YouTube and type in punk rock mariachi, yeah, it'll change your fucking world. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let me go get my guitar. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, no, he wants to go get his guitar. Yes, well, this is this is all, and this brass against their YouTube videos yeah, have right just gone fucking crazy. So yay, good for good for them. <laughs> and I love the fact that the news story wasn't that she peed on a fan. The news story was that she came out and apologized for peeing on the fan. And uh, there's a band. I think that's mighty nice of her, and that makes up for a lot. And I think you should just. Give well, the it whole up. rest of the band was like, uh, was "This moment, is not." Us. I felt like I had to do this. The whole rest of the band is like, "I gotta call my church group right yeah, now." Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. The guys like one guy's a teacher, uh, but what Their is valves are rusting? What is hilarious? <laughs> he was a teacher. Was <laughs> yeah. a teacher. What I think is hilarious about the, I what I think is funny about this entire thing is that, you know. I've been to, there's a band called the Dwarves. Dwarves like little people. So the band called the Dwarves will throw feces into the audience. Okay. Like if you've been like, oh, I've been to a Gigi Allen show. I know how shit gets weird. No, you don't. You don't know how shit gets weird. A Gigi Allen show is a little bit weird, a little bit out of control. And you're like, damn, that just happened. Dwarves show. Right. Yeah. Dwarves show. That shit's fucked up. What is he singing? You guys turn me off. No, no, no. He turned you up, goddammit. Please turn him off. That was me. You turned me off. Oh, okay. Turn him off. (laughs) Here, John. Okay. So anyway. uh, But but here's my thing on being in public. Here's my thing on being in public. Right. It shouldn't be all that big of a deal. It's a very fucking natural thing. Yeah, exactly. And in some countries, it's not like a woman could go over here behind like a fucking uh, uh, and just pee. Yeah, right. but she's peeing in the dude's mouth, dude. Well, well like, I get it. I get that, but it's not really... Actually, do you want to know where I got pissed? I'm pissed, huh? <laughs> where I became offended, where I became offended was not that she was peeing on his head because he clearly wanted that to happen. Right. He okay. was consensual. It was... Not only was it consensual, it made his fucking year. It made yeah, right. his life. Yeah. Okay? Because he that... still he hasn't a, taken a shower. No, he did a spit take when he leaves but the here's fucking thing. He's the like, pr- no, no. The problem is he takes his hands and he goes down onto the stage 
and he he splashes the pee and the pee from the cup, he throws it out on the audience. Mm. Those parties are non-consensual. And actually, as weird as it is, that's what bothered me. Sure. Because I've been in the pit for all kinds of weird stuff. I've also been at music festivals where Renee and I, like we've been in a show and I've been like, okay, I need you to stop moving for a minute. Why? Well, I've drank seven beers. <laughs> there is no way that I'm going to fight through nine million motherfuckers. Right. I have managed to fight us all the way to the front row of this venue. Yeah, you gotta pee. There are 10,000 people here all pushing against us. I'm going to pee now. <laughs> now, just acknowledge all I need you to do for the next minute is not fucking move. And I won't hate you. Don't if you back. you do, because if you do. Don't back into me. I'm going to Don't push against life. me. Don't do anything. I'm just letting you know this is a good time to go full statue. I need you to be Medusa-sized. I need you to just be turned into a pillar of salt for the next minute and not think about where my pee is going. Well, and here's the thing, too, because I've been to shows yeah. where, where, where like guys are doing that, yeah. but they're hammered, right? Yeah. So some guy sees him doing it, and the worst thing that you can fucking do is slap the guy on the shoulder. No, you know what he's going to do, right? <laughs> he's going to fucking he's gonna turn, turn around. around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Punch is the best. Right. <laughs> here's a rule. If you go to concerts, and you're in a front row of a concert, and it's a really good concert, and you're old, but somehow you've managed to fight your way to the front somehow for some stupid reason, right. and you drop your phone, it's just fun. buy another phone, yeah. right? If you drop your sunglasses, I'd say it's a $300 limit. Yeah. If you drop your hat or your souvenir t-shirt, <laughs> fuck that, it's yeah. gone. Because I assure you, if it's a punk rock show yeah, and it's packed, you don't want to pick that up. That floor is wet and it ain't beer. No. No. Because <laughs> punk rock shows, good concerts, people fight really, really hard to get to the front. It's blood guts. I tried to get their phones out of vault toilets, though. Again. At Cle- in Cleveland. Yeah. Down yeah, at the Metro right. Park. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain things. And there are that's sunglasses. It. Yeah. Dude went in the backside yeah, to get the it. sunglasses. He passed out. His woman went to go get him. She passed yeah. out. Dad came to try to get both of them. He fucking passed out, and they all died. Should have sent me. <sighs> Well, now you're conditioned. <laughs> He's a trained professional. Your vault yeah. tested approved. Yeah, your vault toilet approved. So anyway, I thought that was... Confined space. Confined space is no three problem. Three people, tripod. I've got, yep. got pictures. I sent, one, I sent the one picture to my brother, and he's like, where's your respirator? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is he, are you going to Porco's? Yeah. All right, it's time. Are we so, going to Porco's? Yeah, we're going yeah. to Porco. Yeah. Right now? Right now. Yeah, right now. yeah that was the plan. That was That's the plan. why we said to get here at six. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I can't believe you sat down. I gotta stop home and get my allowance first. Okay, oh. all right. I, I can cover you. I'll cover you. I'll cover you. I take care of everybody. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you guys, anybody got anything else? No. Fuck Porco. No. Ride fast and take chances. We're going to Porco. I apologize to my 